Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. Back again with... Something we've kind of touched on in the past um, in a variety of different formats and stuff like that. We've done you know, speculation maps and possible sequel, all kind of stuff like that. But we figured let's, let's dive down, get into the nitty gritty of things, and let's go back to the, the original Fright Nights and carry all the way through Horror Nights 10. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through the houses one by one quickly discuss them and we are going to decide if we think that that house should be brat uh ew, god i can't talk should be brought back up to today's halloween horror nights event with all of the new bells and whistles that we have today whether it's all the lighting gear the costuming the visual effects all the ways that they could enhance these houses and decide that if one of these houses or a couple of them should be brought back in terms of a sequel house in terms of a sort of a revamp, a reimagining, you know, similar concept, but just with all the cool new stuff that we got today, or if we should just pass and leave that house in the past. So that's what we're going to be diving into tonight. But first, there's beer. There's always beer. Sometimes it's normal beer. Sometimes it's crazy beer. I have a pretty normal beer tonight. This is nothing crazy, crazy special. Um, It doesn't necessarily tie in completely to the episode but it is called park hopper now we aren't really necessarily hopping through parks but we're hopping through the park in past years so this is a golden pilsner from ivanhoe park brewing right in orlando this was again this is my where i just go to now is half barrel project you can go get this it's in the can it's a nice little five percenter not too too crazy i'm just expecting a normal a normal beer and as i pulled it up on untapped i see that seamus has had this beer before oh yeah <laughs> Couple times. gotta love gotta love a craft pilsner i, I, yeah. I honestly i mean like there's nothing nothing wrong with them um I, I like when craft beer companies try to do something a little different i know that pilsners aren't different because most of the macro companies all the macro companies make those but you know it does get kind of old when craft beer companies only ever brew like an IPA or a West Coast IPA or an American IPA or or a New England IPA or this that and the other thing. It's like do something different. So when they do like a craft pilsner, which is different because most people associate pilsner with piss beer, um, you know, if you do something decent with it, you can actually make you know a pretty good beer out of it. So I like it when craft 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 beer companies or micro breweries, as we'll call them. Uh, do some sort of craft pilsner. I think that's cool. I do like Ivanhoe though. I, I have had Ivanhoe a few times. And if you're in Orlando, if you're local to Orlando, they did the Guardians beer. If you didn't, oh yeah, 
for the XFL. Oh, that's cool. Orlando Guardians. So that's what I got. I'll crack. This I'm drinking. Open. I'm drinking macro football beer. So <laughs> I, I, I do have something I could I could drink. But since I don't have any clean glasses and I don't have really time to run off right now and run and clean one. Nah. Um, I'm not drinking special beer tonight, but I will be drinking one for next week's episode. I promise. Ooh. All right. And then, Jamie, you just got a little nooner. I think you said. I a do nooner. have a nooner. It's nothing special, unfortunately, because I was oh, lazy. It's more special didn't than my beer. Stop. <laughs> didn't want to stop at Half Barrel after work. But yeah, I'm drinking a refreshing pineapple high noon made with meal fruit juice. So what is a high noon? Can you explain that to me? It is a vodka. Here, let me actually read it off the bottom. Vodka with real fruit juice, sparkling water, and natural flavors. 4.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, cool. Well, <laughs> no, they're so actually pretty good. <laughs> half the reason we added Jamie to the podcast is because she drinks fancier drinks than we do because we're a bunch of schlub. Oh, no. Um, we're so like IPAs or sours. Like, so it's like fear and beer plus fancy drinks every once in a while. I did pretty good the last couple of weeks with the with the fancy ones. No, but. I, hey, no, hey, I'm not. There's no shame. In no, no. As long as it's not like alcohol. I was coffee, a little we're good. Oh, oh we've God. done that. <laughs> oh, we've done that. James, I will, I will say, drinking uh, a little cooler. Say, soon, soon enough, we will be will be recording in person again, uh, and I will bring my bottle of Teeling whiskey that I brought back from Dublin that we will Ugh. drink into. Not beer. Just got the chills. But we'll definitely do like. Uh, whiskey on the rocks on one of these episodes. Fear and whiskey for the week. Hey. Noted. Seamus. I mean, I mean, it, it, without, you know, in all, in all honesty, again, I'm not a huge hard liquor drinker. I am a whiskey guy occasionally. I don't, I don't, I don't go, I would never pretend to be like a whiskey expert. Not that I'm a beer expert, but like I know more about beer. I've been drinking beer for a very long time. Um, but Teeling, it might be some of the smoothest whiskey I've ever had. And, um, if you're an Irish whiskey drinker, yeah, obviously you can drink Jameson. That's a big one. A um, few others that we can get here. But Teeling is might be the best Irish whiskey I've ever had. So we'll definitely try it at some point soon. And we'll give you our, our ideas on that one. But yeah, I'm drinking cheap beer tonight. Mm-hmm. Cheap beer for the win. <laughs> it's the job um, done. Yeah. So before we get into the main discussion, let's go into that little segment that we sort of created last week, the speculation scuttlebutt. So Ooh, scuttlebutt. Some stuff that's, some stuff like that's permanent thing. Yeah. Permanent so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just add in this stuff. In. I like that word, by the way. <laughs> it's just that a fun word to awesome. say. It really is. It's better than moist. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> moist scuttlebutt. So it's never bothered me. I just ruined it for the entire podcast. <laughs> All the Sorry, listeners everybody. are so angry. They're like, dude, you fucking ruined Universal Monsters for me. Now you're gonna fucking do this too. I'm sorry. Universal, Universal Moisters. I'm sorry. I may already be a couple beers in, so I'm a little loosey, loosey goosey tonight. <laughs> so not as much scuttlebutt to discuss, but auditions were released through email. So there's two different auditions Ooh. for horror night so universal orlando resorts is seeking dancers for halloween horror nights mm-hmm. is submissions All for dancers righty. five two and under to appear in halloween horror nights five, tumbling two. skills may be required for some under. roles all right so now question mm-hmm. this would be specifically for scare actor roles correct not for shows or are we talking like potentially uh, uh like auditioning for shows it could be for shows but there's People are talking, is this involved in the house? I know we've in the past right. sort of thought we were getting away from Megan, 
No. Uh, a tumbling position, well, a dancing position. Now you ruined it, so now I'm pissed. Well, what the <laughs> hell? That's not ex- that's not what I want. What no. I'm wondering though is is maybe there's something specific for a scare zone that they're looking for. Um, I think so too. We've had the the Rob Zombie scare zone, for example, mm-hmm. had had dancers, not five two tumblers, but dancers. So I mean, it could very well be a, a scare zone of some kind. Because I would assume that the what was the show called again? I'm sorry. Nightmare um, Fuel. Nightmare Fuel would have their own auditions outside of Universal, I would think. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're their own production, right? Or is that something that they, they are? And it's like a split, like because there are dancers from Universal that do partake in the that show. Do, do it. OK. But like the other people, like the Fire Girls and the yeah. the spinning guy, those guys are part of like a, a and I wonder tr- too, or whatever. if um. Like when they call for auditions, that usually means they may be looking for somebody specific. Because I would assume that like they have enough dancers on staff to right. do some like general stuff. Uh, I know that we've talked to a few of the scare actors in the past, and like a lot of times they'll pull from whoever already works for Universal that wants to do it. But if they're looking for something specific, then there's obviously something specific that they're planning that they need that they need these dancers for. And they didn't specify whether it was like male or female dancers either, right? It could be both. Correct. Not that that means anything, but I mean, it could depend on what, right. what the theme is. Yeah. I think that this may tie into one of the next things that we will discuss. But keeping the trend of the auditions, not only was that one sent out, but they're also accepting submissions for dancers and vocalists for Halloween Horror Nights stage oh. show. So it does specifically oh. say stage show. Hmm. And that's something interesting because we. Interesting don't get a lot of singing from stage shows in the past. Um, if there are vocals involved, it's usually like a pre-recorded style thing. So right. that's a little bit different. It says dancers, candidates must be strong in the dance styles of hip hop and or jazz vocalists, candidates able to portray female roles with strong rock and roll style belts. Oh, huh. Maybe we're getting some sort of like Rocky horror picture show type show maybe could be like we've could done be. they've done that in the past maybe we're doing um, it again i love i love this i've never seen it, it. i totally be, go to that i'd be interested if they I, we've talked about people eaters we've talked about adding houses you know yep. additional scares something like that but i i'd be interested i'd hopeful that they would keep a nightmare fuel style show mm-hmm. and also add this whatever this show is i'm hoping that it's two that, different shows i think that also like something like that would also bring in a diff not, not a different group of fans but like it would bring in additional fans like someone like you know my wife and partner in crime for example is not a big mm-hmm. horror house type of person she doesn't really like that month that stuff but she's big on like stage shows and stage productions and music and singing and stuff like that so if they were to bring in like a horror picture show type show again mm-hmm. or maybe do a bill and ted again or something along those lines um, she may be more apt to want to do something like that. So that 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 that's interesting. When they're looking for vocalists, you almost think that all right. So it's probably going to be musical in nature. Now we're talking jazz, hip hop, fusion type stuff. You know, who knows what they what they're looking for? Maybe they're going to have some sort of street show too, mixed mm-hmm. in with the scare zone. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, I'm so you look at that. you like you look at like some of like the, just the day to day Universal stuff where they come out and they dance and stuff to the music. Um, maybe they're thinking of something like that too. More geared toward horror nights yeah like maybe a thriller a thriller street show yeah that would be cool i mean we did have all those talks of that weird lady gaga video 
Oh, that's true. Lady Gaga may be a thing. I know all you fucking haters out there can't stand it, but hey, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. All right. I'm down for anything Lady that creates queen, a second okay? show. Get over it. That's what I was going to say. I think <laughs> I we need a second Gaga. show. I miss having more than one show. It'll kind of like, up, I, I would agree. hope it would alleviate I some agree. of the lines. I would almost, would, like that. I would almost, I would almost rather them get rid of the light show and do another, a second a second i was gonna say you get that because i mean the lagoon show was closed like half the time anyways i think we only got to see it like still hasn't opened that's what i yeah that's what i thought i was gonna say i I never really heard it about it reopening or whatever but we'd only got to see it once and it was cool but i do like those like stage shows and stuff like that like i miss when bill and ted's was there it was so much fun i never did um rocky horror picture but bill and ted's was great obviously so it'd be cool Mm -hmm. to have something like that back yeah and then um, I don't have them in front of me, but I know more permits have been released. So there's mm. there's the the building process is is going. Um, some I think are getting close to being done from what I've seen. Um, so that's that's a good a good sign of things to come. Yeah. And then the last little thing that I've seen kind of kicked around, not recently. I feel like it was a couple weeks ago or a month ago at this point. But the Odd Fellows Circus has been the name has been brought up a lot in regards to a potential house. So that would be okay. a cool way to like go back in time and see the Jack, the clown odd fellows origination. And that's what I was referencing when I was talking about five, two tumblers. Like that's a circus gig, like circus performers. Mm-hmm. That's what I have in mind. I don't picture the Megan aspect. I picture, you know, the, the two twins dancing or, you know, one of those, you know, the, the bearded lady, the strong man, like the, the contortionists, like, yeah, the little, you know, whatever they are, but like the little gymnasts, I can picture that and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, consider, you know, Jack's circus or Jack's fun house, something along those lines where they may, they may bring in some of that circusy fun house type stuff. And I still think it could be a scare zone. Um, Mm -hmm. I think because they need the space to do that sort of sort of thing, but who knows? Yeah, so that's that's kind of it for the speculation scuttlebutt as far as stuff that I've found this week. But I'm we're getting close to an announcement of some sort. They're probably going to announce something at some point. Yeah, Yeah. the Twitter activity is kind of you know gearing up a little bit. They're doing more little shitty comments to people. So like like the twisting thing. Yeah. They're just being dicks at this point. And I think we got an announcement. We love you. It's okay. You're fun dicks. Yeah. We did. We uh that's when we got the monsters announcement. Yeah, last it was year. in May. Mm-hmm. All, All right. Love, so love. yeah. Let's dive in now. So we're gonna again start from Fright Nights and we're gonna go through Halloween Horror Nights 10. And we're gonna quickly kind of talk about some of these houses all of which we have not seen firsthand. So I think that gives a different level of excitement for you know, maybe our our brains will work something in a little bit more than what it actually was because we don't have that firsthand experience. So I'm excited to see where we go. So starting at Fright Nights one, the one and only house was Dungeons of Terror. Now this was a house that was on the speculation map for thirty. So I don't know if it was something that was fully talked about or discussed, but at least enough so that it made it onto a map. So back then there's, there's not as many great accounts as to exactly what this was, but there was just like a plethora of just 
random scares. It was like a five to eight minute walk through. They did note that this was like a three hour wait generally being <laughs> that it was the only thing there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you ran into Chucky, the invisible man, Phantom of the Opera, Hannibal Lecter, Predator, Gilman, mm-hmm. and you also came across, you know, Rat Lady, which is more of like an original thing that they had. Yeah, it's it's going through pretty much just an old decrepit castle, and it's just I, I it was really from my interpretation, Universal just giving it a go at this whole haunted house experience. Obviously, it wasn't completely as in depth as what what it is today you know there's not stories and history it's more just like ooh, what's scary just kind of throw it in so it just i'd be interested how they would convert it into something today but it was received very well i figured it would be it sounds cool i was looking at the list of characters and stuff that they had on there too and i was like wow i didn't realize it was all like big names like in there pretty much like a good like plethora of mixture of them I mean, yeah, was- and I think they just didn't, they probably, I'm assuming, didn't have these crazy amount of rooms for all these people. They just kind of right. like, it was almost yeah. like going to a costume store. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, the way I look at it, like the, like the early, like the late, mid to late 80s to early 90s is like the peak era of haunted attractions. It was like kind of mm-hmm. the, where it kind of exploded in popularity. Obviously, these things have been a thing for a very long time. Knots started in like the 70s. So it's not like it's it was a new thing. But they this event was the year after Spooky World opened. And I know we've talked about that in the past. It's obviously something near and dear to our hearts. Well, I say our, obviously, with Jamie on the podcast now. But Nick and I, from being from central Massachusetts, that was a big deal because arguably they had the first haunted hayride. Um but a lot of these haunted attractions didn't really have a theme. It was just kind of like, hey, let's put a whole bunch of shit we see on movies and TV in a house and make it spooky. Um, so it kind of feels like the, it definitely feels like Universal's take on like what you would go to in your rural backwater, you know, haunted hayride type thing. It's just mm-hmm. a, put a bunch of stuff in a, in a bunch of rooms, make it scary um, and tie it into, you know, horror in some way. Because I think they had like what they had Chucky in this. They had a few other like characters that you'd recognize that were popular at the time um so it wasn't like there was no like you said there's no story there's no theme here it's just a whole bunch of scary spooky stuff yeah there's you know there's there's notes in here that there's they used at least 50 gallons of blood miles of cobwebs (laughs) um there was all there's supposedly there's an electric chair scene where the guests got to pull the switch um there's like a really dark room where you'd kind of have to feel the walls around you and they had like slime on the wall and stuff like that. So they really were just throwing literally everything at the wall for this thing. So I guess we should bring it open now is do we think Dungeon of Terror should be brought back as a, a reimagining a sequel or just kind of leave it alone? No. <laughs> no. For all three. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to piss off every listener we have um no don't bring this back (laughs) just just leave it alone and why i say that is because they're never gonna do they'll never do it justice and i don't think there's it's just i think the problem is is that the 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 universal hhn goer today won't be able to appreciate what this was you know what i mean so yeah you're talking like a whole bunch of random crap just put into one big house with no story 
your your average goer to the event this, these days wouldn't appreciate they wouldn't know what to, to make of it um yeah. i think i i think to do it as a homage to the history of universal horror nights or halloween horror nights and do it for those fans would be one thing but are they going to take all the space and time to do one house specifically for that i mean granted this is coming from someone who doesn't have a huge long history of going to the event so i get it from my perspective it's probably not the same as most perspectives but from my opinion from my side i don't think i don't think it's worth bringing something like this back plus keep in mind as we'll get as we get into this you're going to see this one pop up boom year after year after year after year so you know it, it, i don't know i think those from those from the from, Due to those reasons, I personally wouldn't want them to try to do this again. Yeah, I think there's no reason for a sequel, you know, because that would be like continuing the story, which there is no story. Um, The only thing that I would say is it would be cool to see a Dungeon of Terror minus all these IP people, you know, strictly keep it an original Dungeon of Terror. But at that point, are you really remaking it or are you just making a castle dungeon themed house? You know, does that... Right. Would that be enough? Would that be considered a remake, or are we just making up a new house at that point? That's true. I mean, I feel like I would only want to see it there just for the nostalgia factor of that being the original haunted house at the first year and stuff like that. I think it'd be cool. And maybe you could do a reimagining in the sense of maybe those were some of the bigger characters of that time. And I know some of them still are now, but maybe doing it with different ones. But when I was reading the list of people that they had in there and stuff like that, I didn't get to do this house personally. So I don't know if it'd be similar, but it sounded like a lot of the same things that they had in Slaughter Cinema, which I thought was kind of interesting having so many different like IP names in one house and stuff like that. So I do like that kind of like mashup aspect. But do yeah, I? It reminds me yeah. more of all night. It reminds me more of all night dying. Is that what I'm thinking? Those... I'm sorry. That's probably what I'm thinking. Is all night yeah. dying? Well, Slaughter yeah. Cinema is like the original B grade. That was the original. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Is all night dying? So maybe I could see it as something like that. Which I know that house was very renowned and well liked. Yeah, so well, I mean, I mean, I'm good with. I'm. I mean, I'm good with. I don't think we need a consensus answer. So I think for for Seamus, yeah. he says pass. Um, I would like to see this remade, but without any IPs in this, I would just like a dungeon of terror with these, you know, you can bring back stuff like the rat lady and the, and the electric chair, and you can make it like very retro y, mm-hmm. which at nowadays it's retro, but like back then it was the normal time, but like, right. Just feels like an old school haunted house. Now, would that be too cheeky and like cheap for some people? Possibly, but Maybe. I'd be interested to see a reimagining of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I'll be the, I'll be the bad guy. I'm used to it. <laughs> well, we're, I think we're going to, it's fun. Cause we're going to see this a lot on other things. I, I think. Just, yeah. to me, it's not to keep harping on this one particular house. It's just like at that point, is it just using the name? That's the only thing. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence. I could be talked into either side. So that's where I'll leave, I guess I my judgment for dungeon of terror. I think I'm going to have to go with that way too. So, all right, let's move along to Horror Nights 2. I'll take this one because, again, it's very similar. Dungeon of Terror, we just discussed, so we don't really need to talk about it. It did appear again at 92. The next additional house that was added was The People Under the Stairs, which was obviously based off of the movie. This did bring upon a prequel in 2006 
mm-hmm. um, which we will not get to at this episode. But this was Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs movie. It was fairly successful, so Universal decided to kind of pull the trigger and bring it to their what they still refer to as Fright Nights at that point. This was in Soundstage 23, so that's where Hellblock Horror was, where the the <laughs> whatever we want to call that ended up being. <laughs> Um, Wait, wasn't that like Jonathan's or who, who's, whose favorite house was that? They are. I, I, I can't, can't offend whoever. I forget who it was that was like their favorite house. Jonathan <laughs> talks about it, it a lot on three six five. All right, well, Jonathan, hey, it was a good house. All right, it was okay for what they. For what they I had. didn't hate don't, it. Don't, don't take this as us hating on it, but it's, it's definitely helpful. a house. It was a house. It was a thing. It, it was, was something definitely we walked a house. through. <laughs> um. So. The description really was take a trip through the cryptic set that you will never forget ever. It's interesting that they did take actual props from the movie and have these in the house. Correct. Was this a was this a universal movie? I've never seen it to be honest with you, but um have you guys seen it? Have you seen it, Nick? I've never I have seen not it. seen this. Really? Have yeah. you? I have seen it a couple times no, actually. I like never it. Never seen it. Never seen it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I just wonder if this is like one of those situations where they, they plan on having just like one house, but then they're like, we have a whole bunch of these props for this movie. Can we just do a house about this movie? So I'm um, assuming it was a universal property. I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure that's easy to look up. But again, because it was so long ago, there is not a lot of information on exactly how this house is, but there are different little scenes. One of the room featured daddy Robinson, one of the villains from the movie, and he would take meat, or like body parts from corpses and throw them to another like caged character. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some human taxidermy in there. There was another scene where Roach, who I'm guessing is a character, would come out of the ceiling vent and scream at people as they walked by. <laughs> so it, it seems like you can tell me if I'm wrong, Jamie, because you saw the movie. Uh-huh. It seems like it's seen just kind of pulling scenes from movies how we see yes. still in IP houses. Yes. Um, there was it a room with pressing glass and like yeah. hundreds of roaches. It is the universal movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there Sorry, are bugs in this house well, as well, Seamus. Ving Rames, <laughs> Ving Rames is a, was in it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So again, the reception on this was that it was popular. And I've have heard that people have said that this was like one of the scariest houses they've done probably because they didn't have really the reins pulled in on stuff yet. Right. This is them still trying to make a name for themselves in the haunt. Mm-hmm. atmosphere but there was a couple complaints that this character would throw bloody body parts and it would get blood <laughs> on their shirts um so yeah so what do we think about the people under the stairs do you think we could remake this sequel or just leave it alone i mean i'd like to see it remade because i never got to do this house obviously 2007 was the first year i went so i just missed it by a year but from seeing how the movie is, I wouldn't say it's it's definitely more of a horror comedy in a sense. But some of the scenes that they have when you were like saying when Roach would like come from the ceiling and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. And you would just have like people in the walls probably in like the basement cellars scene and stuff like that. I think it could be really cool. And it'd be nice to have. I wouldn't put it as a reimagining, but maybe like a throwback house kind of thing, like bringing that back because I there was never a sequel or anything, so I feel like you really couldn't reimagine this in that sense. But I, well, I mean, I would it like did technically it. get a sequel house, a sequel house, yes, but, the, but yeah. the movie, yeah, yeah. I I think I'm on the I, I'm good with just leaving this as it is. I don't Fair I don't enough. have an urge to see it. I don't 
right. know if we need a sequel, but I, I'm kind of good with it. What do you think, Seamus? Yeah, nah. <laughs> let's leave it. Let's just leave it in the past. Just let's leave it in 1993 or 92, whatever nice. it was. And we'll just, <laughs> yeah, no. I, obviously, judging by the fact that I've never seen the movie, I had no idea what this thing was. Mm-hmm. Might, might might color my opinion, but yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jamie, do you want to jump into what we're talking about for uh, three now? Yes. So, yeah. So for Horror Nights in 93, the first house we're going to be looking at is the Slaughterhouse, which was one of the three haunted houses that was featured during Halloween Horror Nights 3. It was located in Nazarmans. I'm not really sure that where that is on the property at this point when they have it like that. But a little description of the house. Blood-soaked house of horror, not for the squeamish. Face a host of frightening mutants and maniacs as you race through the slaughterhouse. A new nerve-shattering fight, flight through the back alleys of New York City. And a little bit of the queue facade was guests would enter the queue in Delancey Street when the alley was in New York area of the park, which holds the Blue Brothers show. Okay, so that's where it was at. Um, the haunted house featured many mutants and monsters who invaded the titular slaughterhouse and turned it into a human meat processing facility. It consisted of a vacant warehouse with rooms covered in blood, sometimes from floor to ceiling. It also had evil butchers and corpses hanging like meat in a slaughterhouse. Allegedly, despite going for gore, this house was not as gory as the other two. So, did you guys look into this one at all? What did, what did you guys think about this one? Or what do you um, think how it sounds more so? Well, Nazerman's, yeah. to answer your question, is actually where the it's where the Starbucks and Ben and Jerry's is. But that's what I was thinking. Now, once it's at the Blues Brothers thing, I was like, it had to have been in that general area over there. Gotcha. Um, as far as the house is, itself, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say no, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems like a very bland simple. story. Simple, yeah. You know, it's it, yeah, it's butchers. I mean, at this point, I'd, I'd rather you do like a meats meats house and have like right. where did, where do their meats come from? Have a big meats meats uh-huh. factory and have a bunch of like people hung up on meat hooks and stuff like i'd rather you do mm-hmm. that than just some standard there's not there's really not a whole lot here to call back to unless you're mm-hmm. just doing a straight remake of this house right and just remake all of the all of the rooms and everything but again mm-hmm. you know how much of your visitors this 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 you know whenever this would be would be done let's just pretend right. it's next year you know how many of your visitors were coming or had come to the original Mm-hmm. Like how, is it really going to mean much to them? Kind of the same way I am with Dungeons of you know with Dungeon of Fear. It's like mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to know what we're looking at, anyways. So what is right. the point of remaking? But again, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be boring and be like no, no, no to everything. But no, like, it's honestly a pretty boring original. It seemed like <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Of these, and that's why we did one through ten for this episode because yeah. I think. Once we get into the later years, there's a lot more to, to discuss. A lot of these houses, for me, I, I'm very with you, Seamus. I'm like, eh, like it, it, it sounds okay. Like mm-hmm. it's very basic. It's, it, I feel like if it was done today, well, that would just kind of give us Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, That's like it kind of it fills that role. And then Meets mm-hmm. Meet, uh, I would rather a, a remake or a sequel to that because there's characters involved and I don't want to take those characters and just place them in this house because that's not what this house was. Mm -hmm. So like for slaughterhouse, I'm good with leaving it. 
Yeah, I'd probably leave it too. Just because, I mean, it's essentially, you know what it's going to be in the title. Slaughterhouse is going to be a slaughterhouse. And that's essentially how they described it too, was a warehouse with corpses and hanging bodies and butchers and whatnot. And don't get me wrong, I love that kind of horror. But I just don't think it'd be very memorable or something that would need to come back or as a reimagining either. Hey, I'm all for blood and guts, let's just say. Right, right. All right. And so for the next house, I'm probably not going to go over because it was done the previous year, which we just discussed, which was People Under the Stairs. But the third house that was at Halloween Horror Nights 3 was the Psychopath Maze, which this one seems a little more intriguing it's to just, me since I've never gotten to do obviously a psycho house which would be very yeah, fun. It's basically psycho. Mm-hmm, exactly. Psycho. Yep. So it says right here for the experience in the house there was a scene called the closet and it featured a closet filled with clothes. Norman Bates's mother would jump out from behind these clothes with a knife. Another room featured a plain a painting above a fireplace and Norman Bates dresses his mother's would pop out of the painting. Um, a short description was a maniacal maze. Check into the Bates Motel if you dare. Check into the Bates Motel and venture down the psychopath. This new maze of madness fuels your deepest fears as you are chased by Mother Bates further and further into the darkness. So for this one, it looks like they only had two scare actors in it too. Obviously, there was probably multiple of, multiples of them, but it was just Norman Bates and Norman Bates's mother. Oh, I mean, that's basically what scare- <laughs> Psycho is. I mean, oh, yeah, that's true. It's Norman and his mom. It's kind of right. the two main, mm-hmm. really the only bad guys in the movie. And then you've got right. a few other side characters. Yeah. Side characters, plus obviously yeah. right. um, uh, Janet Lee. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this one, I will say, maybe if not a direct remake, I would I wouldn't mind another Psycho house. Like a classic psycho house. And you could even do right. it in a way that makes it look black and white, which I think would be really, really cool mm-hmm. if they could find out that like how to make that effect work where you walk through it and it feels like you're walking through like a black and white movie. That would be um, cool. That would be really cool. And then just recreate the famous scenes from the movie. Like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the shower right. scene being the big one. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that with the with the with the sound and the you could even play Janet Lee's scream, the famous scream mm-hmm. and then like just do the whole thing. Um you know, and, and do some of the famous, you know, scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be like exactly what they did for this psychopath thing that they're talking about here, but mm-hmm. I would be down with that. Yeah, I'd say remake. I, I'd say reimagining, bring it up to today's standards and have a psycho house at, at today's standards is the the way to go from this one. I you know, mm-hmm. sequel, whatever, and then leave it. I don't want to leave this property. Really? I like Psycho. I like Psycho a lot. I, I, I think it's do. just a classic. And I and I think Seamus is on the right track. I think it would be really cool to do like costuming all in black and white and grays. Exactly. And I, I think that would be really fun. And, and today's through, standards, we could do that. If you light it the right way, you could make it look like you're walking through a black and white yeah. movie. You yeah. guys are kind of changing my mind here. <laughs> no, I'll stick to your guns. No, yeah, I mean, if, hey, hey, if we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. I mean, no, you're no, honestly, no, 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 no. to be honest with you, Jamie, you're you're gonna be like the voice of the people on this podcast because no. Nick and I are clearly do a lot of pissing people off with a lot of our <laughs> no. takes. So. Yeah, but I don't know. You like this. Universal Monsters? I will be the one who bad dogs it every year. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> oh, I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but I do um, like the monsters themselves, but not the house it. last year. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I like Psycho, don't get me wrong. I love the film and all that kind of stuff. But 
<laughs> personally, I would rather go to Hollywood and see it on the Terror Tram and go through the Bates Motel. I don't think I would need it as a full house like that, just knowing that there's better options of seeing it in that sense. But Which is funny because, I mean, people that we've talked, at least that I've talked to, and even, uh-huh. even um, Cody from mm-hmm. Set It Off had said, that, like, because he's, he's done that a bunch, is the Terror Tram isn't that good. Like, it's not what... Uh. I hype it up, man. (laughs) I hype it up. Um, Have you done it? Have you been to Hollywood? No, God, no. I wish. Never Um, have. Never been. I mean, I definitely, I know that we've been, Nick and I have been talking about doing like a podcast visit to Mm -hmm. to, to Hollywood. So we should do, we should plan that at some point. But I've heard, I've heard mediocre, like like meh. It's not like, it's not like a a hayride, which is like a a classic. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of these places have just a classic hayride. Yeah. It kind of like takes you and drops you off. Yeah, it's not the same thing. And I've heard like, man, they'd rather just have another house than waste their time with, with a, a tram. But I don't know. That's what I've heard. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So that wraps it up for three. So Seamus, yeah. you want to head over to Horror Nights 4? Which you really sure, only got two not? houses to talk uh, about. So we've got four houses this year. Obviously, one of them is a, they brought Dungeon of Terror back, but this time it's now in the Earthquake queue, which is actually right over mm-hmm. where uh, Fast and the Furious is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where Dungeon of Terror was. Then they had another Psychopath maze. They said they did another Bates Motel mm-hmm. sequel. Well, not sequel, but this, they, they just did the house over again. Right. Then they had a couple new ones. Um, so the first is the Boneyard, which was actually done in the Boneyard. And bear with me. I have to pull it up here. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's okay. The Boneyard. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> so essentially, I mean, again, much like the ones we've talked about so far, there's not a whole lot of information about what it was. They didn't really go to, they didn't do a good job of, of record keeping back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know you know, word for word, what happened, how, what, what it was. But I guess the story for this house was that the boneyard had been a recently evacuated 19th century insane asylum. So like an insane Ooh. asylum house. Um, and some of the worst in- inmates were left behind and others had made their way back to the asylum. Cause it's kind of all they knew. Um, and the asylum was presided over a maniacal doctor who had a freezer filled with severed limbs and many of the patients left behind tried to escape, but failed to do so. So I guess, so the, you know, basically this house was just that. It was like a an insane asylum. Crazy patients have kind of taken over. Um, they called it, you know, Zimmerman Memorial Medical Center. Uh, I don't know where the Boneyard is. I, I don't know what section of the park that that is, but that's what they literally call it is the Boneyard. I don't either. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But essentially, the haunted house, you know, had two separate paths. So, so, so actually, now, now that I'm reading through this again, this does sound somewhat interesting. So, this house had two separate paths, I guess, that guests could take. Um, and each one offered like a slightly different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's not a real, there's not a whole lot known about what it was, like what was different about them. Um, but I guess there's been some accounts left out there somewhere where it says that like the insane asylum theme was only used in one of the two haunted houses. 
The second theme was more of a sci-fi theme with like mad scientists and clowns experimenting on various patients. Uh, I don't know. Again, we don't know how much of this is true because there's not a whole lot of records left over. So really all they can go by is, you know, firsthand accounts from people that have been to the event. Um, but scare actors portraying convicts were wearing like tattered clothing and straight jackets and stuff and jump out just kind of from different areas and scare guests and strobe lights and, and various things. So if you kind of just assume, like just think of like a, like a nurse ratchet type house type thing, mm-hmm. but like obviously done in the grand old early nineties style of, you know, flashing lights and scaring, right. screaming at people. So Basically, think about it this. Would you want a house, again, that's based in the insane asylum? And again, I think for me, and not to jump ahead of you guys, but I think it's the same as the butcher one that Jamie was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, do I, I mean, if they bring this back, I'd rather them do something that's kind of like along the lines of something from Scary Ohio or, you know, give me something with more with more meat on the bones. Don't just give me a random insane asylum. So I don't really know if I'd, care too much if this one was Mm -hmm. ever brought back yeah the story doesn't really do it for me but the one thing that does do it is that whole multi lane yeah i'm reading about that one house but kind of two um yes i agree that part is very intriguing to me now can that be done with another house or is it done you know it could yes um i'm sort of torn between sequel or pass because I think sequel we could just revisit this story. I think remaking it would be a little silly, but if you actually tied it into, it's almost like those movies that come out now. Like look at Maverick, for example. You know they took Top Gun, which was like a good standalone movie, but then they came out with Maverick and did all this retcon storytelling where it's like, oh, okay, some of the stuff makes sense now. I think it's something that couldn't be applied to this this matter as well. Where it's like maybe the original didn't give us much to work with, but can we kind of create a story around stuff that was the building blocks of this house and mm-hmm. and take it to the next level? Maybe so. I'll settle on sequel for this one just to give out the first sequel. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. I I would I would I think it would be cool if they took the whole diverging path type thing and make that something. Um, I don't know how they control that with the amount of people that are here for this now, but. You know, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, so sorry. I was just reading over a little bit more, too. But I think I'm kind of on the fence about it having a sequel as well. Because I really think this has potential reading more about it. Reading more about it. I really do like the asylum theme and creepiness and stuff like that. And I love... I wish they were doing kind of how we were talking about with Dungeon of Terror before. How it had more like the uh, interactive aspects in the house. I really like the split path and the interactiveness with that. I think that's really fun. And it honestly gives it more of that like scare factor that you don't know what's coming. Like say someone had went through the house before and told you and all that kind of stuff. So depending on what you choose, it would always be different, which I think is really cool. So I would like to see this more as a, um, I could say I could see it as a sequel. Cause I would, I, like I said, I do think it has a good story to it and they could do a lot with it. And I feel like now since it's such a bigger event that maybe they have more of the tools that they can make this what it could have been. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the other one we can talk about here is called hell's kitchen, which if you know anything about geography is a Mm -hmm. area of New York city famous for uh, heroes like daredevil 
just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Hell's Kitchen, I guess, was kind of like a not a not a direct sequel, but like a carry on from the butcher or slaughterhouse house that Jamie oh, just okay. spoke about. Um, this is actually they. I guess they had like a a sign above the entrance that said Hell's Kitchen Butcher Shop and Meatpacking, and it's kind of the same hmm. idea where it's like a butcher shop, but it's like a cannibalistic butcher shop. So not a whole lot to talk about. Similar type stuff. You walk through like a you know. Cannibals, cannibals butcher shop is a bunch of human meat like being sold and, 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 and sold off. And um, again, not a ton of information about how this house was configured or how it was set up. But I mean, probably your standard gore house. Again, for me, this is again would be like, you know, why not just do another like a meets meets house and right. specifically meets meets, which is hard to do because I don't think there's a whole lot there. Um I, I would get bored pretty easily if it was just a butcher shop and that's all it is. Uh, like how much can you really do with that? Granted, I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's impossible, but I don't know. This is another one where I'm kind of like on the fence of between no, just leave it alone. Or, you know, I guess if you're going to do it, do the same thing, but like expound on the story and give me a little bit more than, than what, than what you did at this time. But again, I think with with the with the meets meat stuff and with like the story they've already kind of got, like, do they really need to do something like this? So I guess right. I'm leaning towards a no. Maybe this is where meets meats came from. The idea. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure it is something. I mean, the idea of like a cannibalistic, like I'm selling human meat butcher right. thing is it's such a. I don't want to say it's a cliche, but it's, it's so a like, cliche. It's a common horror trope. Mm. You know, you've got the crazy butcher who chops up people and eats human right. meat. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's just a classic cannibals or mm-hmm. a classic horror um, thing, like trope or, or, or theme that you see a lot in movies and books and stuff. Right. Yeah, I think I'm good with leaving this one alone. <clears throat> I don't Me think it too. gives us as much to work with as the other stuff. No. Unless it's Gordon Ramsay going around telling everyone to call themselves an idiot sandwich, then maybe it'd be pretty be cool. But phenomenal. <laughs> That's what I was really hoping, but I was I was pretty like, off. <laughs> like you know, what the hell is this cooking show? Like, what is what is what is what is this like cooking game show at this point? I don't know. Oh, he's got all of them. I mean, Hell's next, Kitchen, Kitchen next Nightmare. Level oh, chef. Right. he had a Hell's Kitchen, yeah. didn't he? Like yes, Hell's he did. Kitchen, Hell's <laughs> Kitchen presented by Gordon Ramsay. It's just him at you. Now that would be terrifying. You suck. <laughs> That I would say sandwich. What the fuck is this? Like just screaming at you the whole time. Like, Thanks, Gordon. You're making me cry. It's bloody raw. I, I can't cook. You could have killed me. <laughs> oh, moving along to Horror Nights 5, 1995. Sorry, me distracting. So, 95. Fun, fun fact. First year I had come to Florida as a human as a little human. Oh. As a person. <laughs> so first on the list is Crypt Keepers Dungeon of Terror. Now, this is the first year that they introduce an icon to the event, being the Crypt Keeper. Um, oh. Again, bringing back uh, Dungeon of Terror to that earthquake area. This is, again, seemingly a similar house to previously. This one, the setting, though, is a little bit different now. It's setting... It's, it's framing it as the Crypt Keeper's mansion. And it featured a couple different rooms from his mansion. The root cellar, the trophy room, the parlor. And the description is simply, in a maze with no escape, guests are posted 
are posed to become the next victims. Now, again, like I said, this was very similar to the 94 Dungeon of Terror. They didn't really add much more other than little statues and and things that resembled the Crypt Keeper. Mm-hmm. But I do like this aspect of introducing the Crypt Keeper into Dungeon of Terror. So just all we have to discuss at this point is, do you think a Dungeon of Terror with Crypt Keeper is worthy of bringing back or not? Uh... Sure, why not? <laughs> no, I, mean, I think it I adds mean, a little bit more value. Yeah, I mean, I think if you wanted to do like a Crypt Keeper house, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I don't think we've seen anything with him in forever. I mean, is he a, is he a relevant character at this point in 2023? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But I mean, if you did something like that, at least you could kind of give it some direction and not just have yeah. it be a random mishmash of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with, um, honestly, either. Um, being that it's the same, pretty much the same house we've talked about now for the past four or five events, it, it kind of loses its luster. Um, you know, we talk about Walking Dead as being repetitive and losing its luster, but right. you know they did this at the get go. So uh, I'm good with. I'd say it'd be cool to have a, a Crypt Keeper style house, but I'm not. Again, 2023, is it really relevant? Probably not. I don't know if I'd be like, if, if they did say there's a Crypt Keeper house, I wouldn't be excited. So based on that fact, I'll say leave it alone. Just for my well, yeah, stance. It's, I mean, it's, it's not relevant. He's not a relevant yeah. character. But I mean, I could see them if, if, if they were if they were talking like a creep show house not that long ago. I don't see why they couldn't do like a, a Crypt Keeper. Right. Yeah. Or the Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I could pass on that one too. Unfortunately, yeah. I do like the Crypt Keeper and Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. But I know this pops up a couple more times or different rendition. I think in the next year. But yeah. So we'll move along now. So now we have a house that sounds pretty interesting because it sounds like something we just got last year. Uh, this is Terror Underground Transit to Torment. Huh. So. It is just a journey through the subways of New York, experience creatures of the underground. <laughs> Sound a lot like the underground creatures yeah. speculation map Almost one, which like, turns into descendants. Uh, he did this already. <laughs> underground dwellers are waiting for you as the subways scream to oh life. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, yeah, well, it's, so now you wonder if maybe some of descendants actually was pulled from this house. Have already been re- reimagined. Yeah. Uh, there were vibrating floors, which we had in Descendants, <laughs> a man trapped near an exploding transformer, and oh a God. girl who brands herself with a hot branding iron. Oh, Sounds that's interesting. Scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, it It sounds like a very basic Descendants of Destruction. You know, yes, like, I think based that was on stage that, one. I, solely based on that, I would say, no, we don't need this again. I mean, they've already kind of done it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm good with um I'm good with just leaving this house alone. I think mm-hmm. for what it was, it was probably good, but the fact that we literally just got one, right. I, I don't think there's any need. That is kind of cool to see the similarities though, especially when it said, what was it, the guy by the electric box or something like that? Yeah. When you first walked into the House of Descendants, you had that big electric box like area circuit the breaker battery room stuff. yeah and they had we noticed that in the unmasking the horror tour that they had the guy in there getting electrocuted or whatever and i'm like that's so funny how similar mm-hmm. that's interesting so a lot of ties into the old stuff yeah and then the third and final house again tying into stuff that we pretty much have just seen this is <laughs> universal's house of horror 
And this was essentially our first Universal Monsters house. <laughs> it is just combined all the most famous monsters in horror movie history. Mm-hmm. This is the second known what they call dual house. So much like Boneyard, this had the multi track, I guess you could say that you could have multiple pathways. Um, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, the mummy, the Wolfman, hunchback. Everyone was involved in this house in some capacity. Mm-hmm. This is again, like I said, you could choose one of two pathways and they would lead you through a unique haunted house experience. So uh. I'm viewing this as universal monsters from 29, but with, you know, half of that house on one side, half on the other, and you have to wait in the line twice. <laughs> that's what I, that's my take on, on that. Um, I, I think we can leave this house for what it was seeing as we do get it back in, in recent years for, for our end. Man, I, I don't know. I like the monsters. Have we gotten a full like monster mashup house or is this, but it's been the verses the past couple of years though. No, the first verses, one, but 29 was the, it was like a mashup was just like one scene of one, one scene of another. I guess that's when we got... Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, my yeah, We had a whole punchback scene, Frankenstein, yeah, Dracula, all that stuff. Yeah, we did. Well, in that case, then I'll, I could probably pass on it. Yeah. Um, Seamus, do I even have to ask you what your opinion was on this one? <laughs> my opinion might be... <laughs> Dr. Jacqueline, and Mr. Hyde. We get this every year, though. so no. No, leave it in the past. <laughs> no, no. Just let fine. it die. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the same thing every year anyways. It's just another monster house. Let's, let's all fight. Let's have fucking... Hey, they're Phantom classic Godfrey. monsters. Fucking fight Invisible Man. Why not? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> all right. So, Jamie, you want to tackle... You everybody uh... else, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could be a voice of the people. <laughs> You want to tackle 96 for us? I do. And what a glorious year. The year I was born, 1996. Oh, my God. You're such a baby. I know. Gross. I'm, I'm getting old. Just turned 27, buddies. So I'm, oh, I'm getting up there. You're just, you, you just turned 27. Well, I'm I just getting close 35. to the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first house we have for this one is the, Creep, the Crypt Keepers Studio Tour of Terror. So a little description on this the Crypt Keeper leads guests through a... Oh, sorry. My laptop is terrible. Let me get back to this. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper leads guests through a film studio where many of the best horror films of all time were created. The facility was wrecked by an earthquake, causing many toxic gases to enter the film vault and bring the monsters to life. So this one says, as with most... As with most pre-2000s house, not much is known about its contents, but it seems to have been essentially just a tour of a movie studio where the guests were scared by various scare actors dressed as monsters and maniacs. The rat lady allegedly appeared in this house as well. The psycho shower scene was said to have appeared in this house. Um, from the story, it can be assumed that many famous horror movie scenes were in this house. There was a room dressed like a castle with a dragon head and large bone, as well as ghoulish zombie in a cage. There was also a room with a jack-o'-lantern and, room- and a room with children singing trick-or-treat. So this kind of seems... I like the backstory that it has on it as the um, film studio gone wrong earthquake and toxic i honestly reading over it again it doesn't really make sense at all i feel like they kind of just mashed a bunch of scenarios into this house and put it into one house but i think that the crypt keeper is the one who is directing everyone through is kind of fun but what do you guys think about this one i know i read that kind of quick um 
Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying, where it's just kind of just all sort of thrown together, a little bit of nonsense here and there. I like the aspect of it being like a behind the scenes studio tour with exactly as the guide. But yeah, uh, I'm good with leaving this in the past, I think. Yeah, how did the earthquake cause many toxic gases? That's that's what threw me <laughs> off there. And I was like, I probably should have caught myself before I read that off and hyping it up. Yeah, what I do mean, you think, it sounds, it sounds like what the old Tales from the Crypt show was, which a lot of that was kind of like that's true. The, the Crypt Keeper kind of just telling stories. And again, I, I, I'm not old enough to remember that show specifically. I remember right. watching reruns of it as mm-hmm. a kid, but I mean, I wasn't. I, don't, I mean, I was alive when it was running, but I was young enough where I didn't really watch mm-hmm. it live on TV. I don't think, but either way, it, it definitely seems like it's something where it's like more of the same, you know, some mm-hmm. IP stuff in it, some random stuff thrown in it. It's again, one of those things where there's no direction. And if you bring it back, you'd have to give it some sort of direction. And at that point, is it, is it really truly a remake of that house? And are you really getting anything out of it? Like, right. I feel like a remake has to be like, it has to be some sort of strict, like legit story and direction in the house at the mm-hmm. time to bring it back. So people recognize it and go, Oh, I remember this from 96, mm-hmm. 95, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just, I'm indifferent. I don't really care. They bring it back. Sure. I guess I'd give it a shot, but if they don't good, right. leave it, leave it where it is. I agree. I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. Don't need it, but. I would go through it, obviously, if they brought it back or did like a, a rendition of it, a reimagining of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So for our next house, this one actually sounds pretty interesting to me when I was reading over it. It's called Toy Hell Nightmare in the Scream Factory. So a little bit of the description. Explore an abandoned toy factory and quickly learn the ancient, terrifying secret held within. The toys are alive and in no mood for company. (laughs) The house was set in a toy factory in New York, which was abandoned due to the toys being possessed. The toy maker, Old Man Nazarman, would use real-life body parts to make his toys come to life. Fifty years later, guests would explore the abandoned warehouse. Guests would encounter Old Man Nazarman, who had a habit of capturing guests and turning them into toys. So this one sounds pretty cool to me, honestly. What do you guys think? I like it. Yeah. I don't know I if like I want it. a sequel or if I want to remake it. Um, right. You know, if you do a sequel, it could be like, young man Nazareth's son inherited <laughs> son, this toy right. factory and, right. or whatever. And he has to go, you know, check it out and get rid of all the, you know, whatever. It's like a right. lost something in the will you know like you get mm-hmm. passed down from generations and you're like checking it out and you're like oh what the hell did grandpa have over here oh it's mm-hmm. just a it looks like a whole bunch of nothing and you go in and it's all these toys you know completely covered in cobwebs and dust just kind of waiting to kill again so i i think sequel would be fun i think it would draw people's attention to the history and yeah. maybe you know have them revisit some of that stuff mm-hmm. but i'd be just as fine with a remake i'd say either way bring it back it sounds fun I do too. I think a yeah, remake would be fun. Any of that. I think there's a lot of things you can kind of go with in this direction and kind of just tie it in by tying in whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the toy factory was in, in that house. Like, tie, you, there's a way you could tie it in together and make some sort of story out of it, and it would make it would make sense, and people from that time would recognize it. Mm-hmm. But do you think, Nick? I think you've gone through Dollhouse of the Damned. Um, I think I. 
did, but just that was when I was coming once a year, so I only went I through once. That's what I was reading over it too. I was like, I don't think I got to do that house, but I feel like it was just more doll centered. So I don't think it would be too similar to this. I think this more has a like a, uh, I don't want to say a puppet master type of feel, but a little bit different. So yeah, I would like to see a, a sequel to this house. That'd be pretty cool. All right. And for our last house, Seamus, this one's for you. Universal's new house of horrors. <laughs> it's new this year. It's, 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 it's new. This is more Universal Monsters? Oh, it's, it's a new Frankenstein. Let's it's find totally out. New. Oh, totally Let new, us huh? find out. <laughs> the story of this house was that during the construction of a wax museum, lightning struck the building and brought the wax sculptures from two exhibits to life. The two exhibits were Universal Classic Monsters and Real-Life Horrors. <laughs> and then it says... Um, a banner saying Universal Halloween or Universal House of Horrors was hung outside Soundstage 22. Um, not known as much about the contents of this house. However, it is known from concept art that one room the guests traveled through what was the Borden bedroom with the mutilated corpses of Lizzie Borden's parents. As the guests left the room, Borden herself would burst out of a closet wielding a bloody axe. A Jack the Ripper room was also featured in the real-life horror's house in the real-life monster side. There was also allegedly appearances from Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers. So I feel like this is a little bit different in the sense. I like how it had it split up with the real-life horrors and the Universal Classic Monsters. A little a little mashup feel. I like that. But... I, mm, no. no. I know, I know. <laughs> but I don't know. This is really piquing my interest here. I'm looking at the... Uh, yeah, the, the old typical Freddy, Jason, Michael, Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ribber... Uh, the mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula. I think the only thing I'd want out of that is like maybe a Lizzie Borden house. A Lizzie Borden, yeah. But it would be that. cool minus the Universal monsters. But again, like that's a tricky situation doing uh-huh. real life serial killers. Yeah, right? and it says the classic monster side was reportedly the exact same as the one from the previous year. Oh, so, even better. So, <laughs> well, all those Universal monster fans out there, they'll be pumped. Seamus, <laughs> you know Universal Monsters. Let's go! I'm like, you know what? Hey, do whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. I do uh, like no, the I mean, little twist. I, I, sure, but it's like again, like, what are you really remaking if you bring this? Right, back? that's true. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't really need it, even though I was hyping it up a little bit. Okay, they're all gonna defend you, Jamie. They're gonna be like, we got you back. We get it. Seamus like, is a dickhead. No, I just don't. I don't give a shit about the Universal Monsters. I'm sorry, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with leaving that one too. Yeah. And that was it for uh, 96. All right. So that means I'm covering 97. 97. All right. Well, let me pull it up here. Hold on one second. It's looking like some good ones, buddy. You're in for, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I think we're definitely I, starting to get All right. No, I did kind of read a little bit. So our first one is called Tombs of Terror. Uh, the Tombs of Terror house was this is really weird my mic is not in a good spot for me to like look at my other computer while i'm doing this but uh so i think this one was in san francisco so it's in the earthquake queue in the earthquake yeah yeah um so this the description for this house is a terrifying journey into a new orleans cemetery leads you deeper and deeper into the dark world of bloodthirsty vampires murderous mutants and deranged chainsaw toting maniacs 
Starting off great here, Universal. Um, terror begins at a dilapidated <laughs> New Orleans funeral home. Suddenly, visitors are trapped in the funeral home after night falls. The employees seem confused and do not know who is dead and who is not and what to do with the living after the sun goes down. Terror really yeah. begins when visitors fall into an open grave and end up underground in the middle of the darkness and surrounded by evil things that are not there or that, that are there. Evil things that are there. Um, essentially, it sounds like this may have been another one of those dual house houses again. Um, where people walk in and it splits and it mm-hmm. kind of gives you two different paths. I, I think basically this whole house is kind of built around a funeral home in New Orleans, but also at the same time built around uh, Mardi Gras, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Maybe not specifically Mardi Gras, but like New Orleans and that Cajun yeah, vibe. Know, yeah, it's that vibe. I know what you're trying. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's based in a funeral home. So it's basically a funeral 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 home house mm-hmm. um if there are chainsaw people in this house i'm not gonna be happy but it's okay <laughs> it's okay I mean, why are they there why are they in a funeral home I mean, the, rat lady, the rat lady the rat lady apparently was like was like the she was like the scare actor of the early of the mid 90s because like she's been in like she every single because she was mm-hmm. in this house too. Um, she was really cool the cool part, I think the coolest part about this house is like, I think one of the final scenes is you walking and simulating being buried alive in some way. I guess there was like a, a grave digger who was like throwing dirt at you. It's like Dwight Schrute when he's throwing yeah. dirt at people yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> state of mourning. Smelled like, like old dirt. So like, huh. I think it was supposed to simulate you getting buried alive and then finding yourself underground, I guess in a right. way. Um, there's not a whole lot of descriptions in the ones that I'm getting. There's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of like what this was other than like, okay. there may have been like a kitchen scene with like, uh, you know, scare actors hiding in there. Um, there was some other like vampire type stuff. And it just, it, I'm, I'm getting the sense that a lot of these early houses was just like, Hey, let's put a whole bunch of just different horror characters in a big mm-hmm. house and say, here you go. Like, is, this is like a, a big mishmash of like, vampires and zombies and mm-hmm. evil butchers and i don't know it's it's just a whole lot of there's a whole lot of stuff mixed in together like the yeah. characters themselves the rat lady the butcher mm-hmm. vampires pirates ghosts swamp monsters, <laughs> pirates zombies and a grave digger <laughs> it's so like just random and just like a big mishmash of stuff mm-hmm. so, so i don't know what do you think you want to see this again <laughs> Uh, I, I'm good, I guess. <laughs> it's just I like the I, I like the idea. If we had like a funeral parlor style house, it ends with you sort of like being buried alive, I like that. But then like all the other nonsense that just goes on, it just seems a little yeah. crazy to to involve that. It was stressing me out. You just reading it to me, I was like, this is this is a lot to take in because you really had me at dilapidated old New Orleans funeral home, but then you lost me at chainsaws. I was like, how the hell did chainsaws yeah. mix in? Are they <laughs> cutting up the bodies to bury? Right. Them? Yeah. Right. So I'd, I'd have to pass on this one too. Well, good because I'm passing on it too. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Um, the next one is called uh, sorry, uh, Hotel Hell. Uh, this was located over by Nazerman's. Um, I, I, interesting fact to what I didn't realize that apparently was listed in this particular house's wiki page is that in 93, Universal built structures and alleys behind many of these facades specifically to hold haunted houses. So a lot, of, the stuff, cool. a lot of these alleys and stuff that you see in there nowadays were built there specifically for this event. Ah. I didn't realize that. Um, 
Basically, the description of this house is check into one of the trendiest hotels in New York, at least. It was before it became <laughs> a crumbling home to the hostile ghosts, menacing phantoms, and demented staff members and violent bums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> More than just the walls are falling down at the hotel hell. What was once one of the best hotels in New York City and today is not even its shadow. Uh, in the hotel hell today, some terribly disturbing guests live. Calamities, murders, and evil swarm within its walls, which seem to drip blood. If you enter the hotel hell, you may never sleep well again. Um, essentially, this seems like, again, based on concept art, because we don't have any real good information about what this house was. Um, but most likely, we first entered into the hotel reception area, um, where there was a crazy bellhop scaring guests. Uh, you obviously go through various rooms with various other characters mixed in. I think you go through like a kitchen scene with like a crazy chef. Um, they have one character called man in striped shirt, possibly <laughs> chef. Uh, man holding candelabra. The rat lady unconfirmed may have been in this house too. Uh, a bartender and an elevator guest. So it seems kind of like haunted. It seems like the, I don't know, actually the tower of terror. The yeah. haunted house is what it sounds like. Um, I'm actually interested. I'm kind of intrigued by this one because I think there's a lot you can do with a haunted hotel, which we haven't really seen a whole lot of, at least like as far as I can tell over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of like that idea of like a dilapidated old rundown, possibly condemned haunted hotel and how you can kind of mix that in with mm-hmm. a various different stuff. This is to me, this kind of makes sense to have a random grouping of weird scare actors in it because like you know when you when you say at a hotel there's all kinds of different characters you run into at a hotel because there's a whole bunch of people from all different walks of life staying there so i think there's a lot of things you can do with it potentially come up with like a a a decent story um and i think you can kind of stay somewhat rel not relevant say somewhat um you can stay somewhat close to what this house gave you and also kind of come up with your own unique original story and keep it just kind of set in the same setting. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just trying to come up with a reason to, to not say no to one of these, but uh, this one definitely seems like it could be something they could maybe work with. I like it. And again, I'm going to have to go with another Dwight shoot reference where he says that this is his greatest dream come true. Welcome to hotel hell. Check in time is now. Checkout time is never. Is that an actual Dwight Schrute quote? Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? That's funny. I mean, uh-huh. you know, my only, my own, my only, I guess my only reservation would be that you did say that the American Horror Story House was partly American Horror Story Hotel, right? Mm-hmm. So does that kind of take away some of the luster of it? Does it kind of be like, well, couldn't this just be another American Horror Story House? But. I'd be, I'd be fine. Enough. I think it's completely different characters. I, I'd like yeah. to see. I would like to see this house remade as a. I would change the name other than Hotel Hell. Maybe come up with something a little bit more creative. But I think the concept of like you said, dilapidated hotel, these angry bums. I'm in. I like it too. I think you could definitely do a sequel to this house, Hotel Hell, No Vacancy. I just thought about that at the top of my head. <laughs> No, I've always Check liked the. Uh, <laughs> I've always liked the uh, 
scary hotel aspects of things and whatnot and stuff like that. I mean, look at Psycho, for example, that's a really good one and stuff like that. And just, I don't know, I feel like hotels, like you were saying, Seamus, just always carry such a plethora of different people who are going through different parts of their lives and all that kind of stuff. Right. And especially you have stuff like the uh, the um, Cecil Hotel that American Horror Story was based off of for that season and stuff like that. And I just think that creepy hotel aesthetic with all the different people rummaging around and whatnot, how you were saying there's a whole bunch of different scare actors and stuff like that. I feel like it would just make sense. And I could see a sequel to this house. And you had mentioned before with the American Horror Story house, how it had hotels a part of it. It was fantastic and it was great in the house, but I don't think it got enough portion to where it could outshine doing something like another hotel house like that, just because it had murder house and freak show and the other seasons tied into it so it really didn't have a huge part in the house itself but i could i could see this being a sequel i would really like that honestly yeah so i think we all agree that we we mm -hmm. could see something like this brought back i think last one. hotel hell sorry seamus go ahead i was just no no it's talking it's out loud i'm not i'm not exactly excited to talk about the last one anyway so <laughs> Had to distract it a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. So the, now we, the last one we have is uh, Universal's Museum of Horror. So can we just like skip this and not talk about it again? It's a museum. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> oh, it's a little different than a house of horror. It's a museum of horror. <laughs> so the Museum of Horror, which if you haven't already guessed, is uh, basically like the previous two years, Universal decided to build a haunted house based on the Universal Classic Monsters. No shit. Uh, the modern <laughs> haunted house might have featured two different entrances, which led to two different technically different haunted houses. However, unlike the previous year's house, this house would have one side dedicated to present-day horror icons instead of real-life horror events. Whew. Um, of course, present-day 97, not present-day 2023. Um, but again... Very much the same shit. It's, you know, your classic horror monsters would be like one side of the house and the other would be, I think, like newer monsters. Um, newer, quote unquote, like Candyman, The Exorcist, right. Poltergeist, The X-Files, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street uh, were also allegedly used in this house because, again, yeah. we have no idea right. what was in it. <laughs> Um, so again, do we, do we, do we need, do we need this? No, we don't. Nah, um, I'm just leave it. it. Just, just leave I want it. it. Cause you're going to, you're going to do a universal <laughs> monsters house anyways. And you do IP houses. What do we need this? For? So no, I, I, there's, there's zero reason to bring this back. Cause you're going to do it anyways. Um, just leave this one in the past. There's not a whole lot going on here. And besides, I mean, with, with the IPs that we get, every year now like you're bound to get something that was used in one of these houses right 30 years ago but i guess <laughs> all right so moving to halloween horror nights eight primal scream so this Ooh, is when they finally this is when we start to get into some really good shit yeah that's what i was just yeah. looking at too so here comes some some different stuff so it lists it as, I believe, seven houses, but there really was five. Uh, two of these were dual houses. So first up would be SS Fritanic Carnage Crew. Now, again, this was coming, I think, the year after Titanic had come out in theaters. So they saw how popular it was, and they oh, decided God. to sort of spoof it and parody a horror version of this. Um, like I said, this is a dual house, but this is the first time that 
the dual houses were given two different names and two different spots on the map. So it is kind of interesting how they, how they worked that. So this house did have like moving ceilings and a lot of water effects to simulate that the, the sink, the ship was sinking. Um, both of these houses were in the earthquake attraction area. So interesting how they kind of broke it up. So the carnage, the carnage crew one, the aspect of that one was that the story, same thing with the Fritanic, it was docked in San Francisco after going to Hawaii. And then on this trip, the ship reportedly got sucked into a black hole and into <laughs> another dimension. After arriving at San Francisco, the crew went insane and ghosts haunted the various areas of the dilapidated ship. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, the walkthrough on... Or, where was I again? But yeah, on this one was the you ventured into the vessels like murky depths and met a quote unquote skeleton crew who will cater to your every whimper. Ooh. So should we do you want to just smash the two together? I think we should just count yeah, the two yeah. as one. Now the other one is called Fear same thing, SS Fritanic, Fear in the First Class. Now again, same story. Same boat. The idea was that these two different houses were on different parts of this boat. But in fear and first class, you got to explore the darkened staterooms and ballrooms haunted by the ghosts of former passengers. And there are some pictures of this one. We're starting to get into that age now where there's just a, a little bit more information on these. Not like a lot of crazy good detail, but I think as a whole, SS Fritanic. Is this something that we should read, bring back in no. some capacity? No. <laughs> you say no? No. <laughs> I, feel I like, like this idea. I figured like you would. Con- like almost ghost shippy, big That's haunted ship. That's what I was ship. thinking. I, said it, I was Play thinking. With the yeah. If they were going to do it, though, I would, just like, I would like to see a ghost ship house. You know what I mean? Not like a, a knockoff ghost ship house. But don't get me wrong. All the originals they do are always great. But honestly cruise ships kind of scare me so that's why i really don't want it in big ships but <laughs> that's why you should want but, it. <laughs> no I, I know i know but um i mean it's not like we haven't seen in previous years and more recent too the whole i don't want to say like underwater like vibe but the whole the nautical the nautical vibe is what i'm going for more so yeah, I'd I would like to see this because I think cruise liner is different than that nautical fisherman style. I think being able to like walk through like a big ballroom with like mm-hmm. tables shaking and chandeliers shaking mm-hmm. and 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 you know sound effects of glass shattering, going through you know a theater on the boat, a casino, going through the tiny little state rooms and having people pop out of like little. Yeah. bunk bed style area I, I would say remake ss fritanic and bring it, it would back be, it would be cool don't get me wrong it would be cool just not really not really my thing you know hmm. what do you think seamus you went on I'd, fritanic yeah i'm down for it um i think i i don't know what, what episode it was that we talked about it but like one of the ideas we'd come up with was like a ghost ship style house mm-hmm. um so give me like a titanic e titanic-esque ghost ship and be able to walk around like a 1912s 1915 like that early turn of the century cruise liner ship 
um, which is different than like a contemporary cruise ship from like today's day and age. I'm talking right. like the one you'd be on for, you know, a week as it crossed the Atlantic, like that type of ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool. Or give me like a ghost Titanic house and actually call it the, you know, the Titanic, you know, back yeah. from the depths mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool. Fair All right. Up. So next up is Hell's High. Oh, it sounds like a high school house. It is. Oh, oh, so I know what I'm talking about. Coming off of the success of all these low budget horror teen style things, it kind of got Universal Gears moving. This is mm-hmm. one of this is the only non-dual house this year. So the description is go on a location to a dilapidated high school. They love dilapidated. They, uh, where <laughs> they a do. scary new slasher film is being shot. Unfortunately, when the director yelled cut, the film's villain took him literally. Now he is loose in the school attacking all the other actors and the film crew and you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so the story was that there was a school. They're filming this and the villain was Michael Kruger. Hybrid <laughs> of Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger sharing oh the God. name of Michael Myers. Um, it is interesting. They go through all these different little areas. The facade was a big banner uh, that said Universal Pictures presents Hell's High now shooting, and there was a poster for the movie on the wall. There was timed out like voiceover announcements and school bells that would play throughout throughout the house. There was a cafeteria scene where Margaret Spoo, a crazed cafeteria lady, was serving glop. Uh, <laughs> there was body parts and organs on the tables, bugs crawling around. There was gym equipment room with a hanged body and a bag filled with body parts. <laughs> the screams of nerds from within some of the bags could also be heard. <laughs> um, there was a shop scene. There was a nursing office that was like an evil nurse holding a syringe. Pretty much every little high school trope, you know, the principal's office was there where Michael Kruger swung his hatchet into the torso of a man tied to a table with chains. Uh oh. I I love this house. I love it. The more you kept talking about it, I was like, okay, keep going, keep going. There's I mean, more. Yeah, just, just imagine everything in a high school, but done as exactly. a slasher, but kind of turned on its head where it's like, this is a movie, but not a movie. I, yeah. I say, I say, uh, do this as a sequel since you already set it up in the film atmosphere make yeah. it as they're filming the sequel to hell's high almost you can almost play it like i know it's in a bad sense of reality with the crow where it's kind of deemed as like the cursed movie because mm-hmm. the lead actor always ends up dying on the set unfortunately right. but you could kind of do something like that where you know hell's high that was like this big movie that got shut down obviously because everyone got mm-hmm killed but you could be like all right well we're uh you know blumhouse presents hell's high too how high is hell high mm-hmm. so i'm in on hell's high yeah count yeah. me in too i'm like, I like it, haunted you know? high schools with michael i hated Kruger. high school let's just let's just make it a nightmare for me right michael Kruger stalks the halls uh, yeah well as long as we get michael Kruger, then i'm then yes i'm totally 100 yeah. percent in mm-hmm so next up, we are back to Universal's Museum of Horror. Right, I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But Chamber of Horrors. So really. again, this is another dual, uh, dual house. So Chamber, uh, Chamber of Horrors featured Frankenstein and Dracula. 
Yep. So it's enter a museum where exhibit is a work of art and the art of scaring the daylight out of you. You'll meet Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and all. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're passing on this house. I'm passing on this house. <laughs> Does anybody oppose? All right. Moving along. All right. <laughs> well, Jamie might want it. Speak no, your mind, Jamie. No, Tell us why no, we're fucking stupid. No, it's no big deal. Oh, no. You say it. Say it. All right. No, it's all the same houses. I I do love Dracula, though. <laughs> That's my boy. All right. Universal's Museum of Horror: Unnatural History. So this one is more of the modern horror movie monsters. It, it this this house and breakdown is is the same stuff essentially. Um, for Morning Ring is what Seamus had just talked about the previous year. They're still sort of recycling things. This one has Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, Reagan from The Exorcist, uh, The Shining, Ghostface was there, uh, everything. American Werewolf, Candyman. So it, again, this is just a a dual house. One side was Universal Monsters. The other side was modern day slashers. I'm, I'm just going to say for me both of these can stay being that we have these in other places yeah i agree yeah solely based on the fact that we get this shit anyways like just yeah, yeah I, I don't need that specific house yeah. back that's i mean that one to be honest with you i don't want a whole bunch of mashed ips in one house anyways just give me five ip houses mm-hmm. which you yeah. do this is what happens these times these days and that's why i think obviously back then you saw a lot of these dual houses these houses that kind of like existed together but like they were different paths it's just we've got 10 separate houses now so mm-hmm. it's the same yeah. thing yeah yep. all right so jamie you are up now i believe for 99 yes halloween horror nights 99 the last gasp so for the first house that we have we have the mummy it's which is a pretty fun one so i was reading up a little bit on this one and it says in 1999 a semi remake of the mummy came out in theaters the movie proved to be a success and so universal decided to build a haunted house based off the film during halloween horror nights so this is based off of the 1999 film so a little bit of a description navigate the depths of a mysterious egyptian tomb and face ancient priests who want to make you a permanent resident the first scene was a corridor with statues of mummy warriors wielding shields. Some of the warriors came to life scaring guests. Then Rick O'Connell jumped out of an alcove warning guests to get out. <laughs> Similar to as we see in Mummy the Ride when we hear him over the, over the... Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like the mummy. Afterwards, guests saw some diggers trying to open a door but instead releasing acidic sands this scene distracted guests from a warrior mummy scare a guest then moved into emotep's sacrificial chamber and saw a mummy priest tearing out the tongues of unlucky excavators so the mummy definitely always scared me as a kid especially the scene where the bugs start crawling under the guy i haven't seen the mummy in a long time under the guy's skin that just literally made my skin crawl every time i watched that so as for a mummy house the mummy what do you guys think yup yup make this happen only if brendan fraser's there though like Brendan Fraser has to actually play Rick O'Connell in the house. Otherwise, I don't want it. I could only I could only hope and dream. I love The Mummy. The Mummy is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love the ride. Um, this actually coincided with the ride opening, mm-hmm. if you didn't know. Um, I know we just had like 
the mummy versus vampire versus fucking wolfman or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> but um, I love the mummy. If you gave me another single standalone mummy house, I'd be pumped. But I want like the universal remake, like mummy, like 99 right. mummy. I don't right. want 938 mummy, whatever the fuck year it was. I don't uh-huh. want the travesty bullshit movie that Tom fucking I fly planes cruise. I don't want that <laughs> shit. I, I want like Brendan Fraser mummy again. Mm-hmm. Give me this. Give me this 100% remake completely scene for scene. I want this over again. Mm-hmm. Fight me. Fight. Fight me, please. Anybody that excuse me, fight me. Because this, this, I want this house remade completely from the ground up. Yeah, I want this house. I, 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 I think it's just because it was our time. You know th- that ninety nine yeah. movie. Oh, came it's out. totally because I am a fucking. I'm a conceited piece of shit. I want it because of me specifically because of my because I was a child when this movie came out. I was eleven years old when this movie came out. I remember this movie like I, I need this again. Like I need this in my life again. Looks like somebody's on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, this one I'm I'm good with bringing this back. I agree. Oh yeah, please. I think it's so a, good. So good. Such a such a good consensus movie. I'm gonna go watch it tonight. We're done. We're in the corner of this episode. <laughs> All right. So the next house we have from '99 is titled Doomsday. So a little bit of description on this one. Go on a journey through the warped underground of New York City as the impending arrival of the millennium brings out the worst in the city that never sleeps. The story was that a large number of people had fled into New York City underground to hide for the turn of the millennium, with the worst and strongest attacking anyone passing through to defend their territory. Guests would most likely enter the queue through the entrance to earthquake attraction. Um... Let's see. There's not really. They do have a couple website pictures on here, and it kind of looks like you're walking through a subway scene in some of them, in some of them, sort of similar to uh, Descendants that we had. But it says at one point, guests walk through us. Oh, yep, guests walk through a subway with scattered blood splatters and zombie scare actors reaching for them through the windows. There was also a sanctuary with a heavily bleeding woman tied to a pole in robed scare actors in pews Ooh! according to this there was also a classroom scene full of cloaked figures that were dummies through this maybe referring to the church room mentioned above near the end the robed scare actors were shown to be demons and the heat was cranked up to symbolize the guest going to hell now reading the title originally i wasn't too into this but reading more of the description and that i got into a little more of religious horror it seemed like kind of sparked my interest a bit well uh, what, what was the name of the the one on this one doomsday 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 mm-hmm. yeah this one's interesting too because i just remember i when we we did an episode way back in the day talking about the y2k scare and it was just funny seeing that they there was something along the lines of that that is interesting i didn't know that either um mm-hmm. This is something that I think has like the bones of like could have been a decent story. Um, so I think maybe like a remake would be something that works. But mm-hmm. again, with the whole Y2K scare, obviously not you know being that kind of threw me off once it's the description of the house. Right. Loses a little bit of its value. It does. Um, um, I think I'm torn between leaving it and remake. Um, I'm mm-hmm. good with just leaving it. Um, we've had some stuff. We just had subway stuff. Um, 
And I think that you could take the cool parts of this house and put it into a better house without having to, to really touch this property itself. I agree. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I'm cool <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, it sounds super taboo and fucked up and I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. I like things that are messed up. Um, talking about, you know, ladies tied to poles and road <laughs> figures setting them alive on fire and shit and going to hell. Like mm -hmm. all that stuff is fucking crazy and, and, and insane. And I'm all, all about that. But mm -hmm. I, I guess my thing would be like, can we just do a different original that kind of follows the same tone without having to go through the janky Y2K yeah. shit that we all knew doesn't actually happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about this one too because it did sound pretty cool. But the the when it says there was a classroom scene full of cloaked figures that were dummies, um, the robed scare actors in the pews, I feel like I don't know if you guys have seen the movie As Above, So Below, but kind of like yes. how they have. Yes. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, so that's amazing. That's what I'm thinking when they say like cloaked figures and stuff like that and just like in the pews, but although they were like underground, like in the little like pew area that they had in there, if that was it, that's the kind of stuff that like really scares me in a house is like if what I'm picturing the scene would have been is that you're walking into the room very dimly lit you would have all the pews you would have everyone sitting there hunched over in the black robes absolutely terrifying scary wouldn't even want to walk through it but that like you were saying to nick when it kind of ties in from the y2k it just really kind of gets lost for me there and i'm like would this really be as scary as i'm thinking it would be or would it be kind of more of you will just get rid of that it, so just get right. rid of that whole that whole idea though if they got rid of that idea but like you were saying too they've played with temperature in houses before we could see these other aspects in different houses so i don't I just want to straight say, up yeah I just, I just want i just want a straight up fucking dante's inferno house oh, that's, what I, cool. yeah, that's what I want yeah that'd be pretty cool but yeah it's kind of a hit or miss for me wouldn't wouldn't need it but wouldn't mind it having a, a sequel to it or reimagining as it and then for our next house that we have there's five houses for this year i think it is Universal's Creature Features in 3D. <laughs> uh, I, I do love a good 3D house, let me tell you. All right. Put on your 3D glasses as some of Hollywood's worst nightmares literally jump off the screen of a neighborhood movie theater at Florida's first ever 3D hunt mates. The queue would go through the entrance of Sting Alley across from Confrontation. They would then reach the facade after going down a bit of Sting Alley, blah, blah, blah. All right. Let me get to the good stuff. The opening scene of the haunt of the house featured the lobby of a movie theater complete with a snake bar where everything costs 666. Some scenes from this house include a bungee scare from above, <laughs> a Frankenstein, a Dracula, and a Wolfman room. The Wolfman took place in a forest and featured a nod to the 1999 movie. The Blair Witch Project in the form of one of the stick symbols found in the movie. According to this, there may have also been a Halloween scene with the skull pumpkin from the Halloween poster. Michael Myers would chase guests around with a butcher knife while the Halloween theme played. According to some concept art, a scene from Carrie and Chucky may have also appeared. Also, some accounts say that an exorcist scene appeared in this house, though it is unconfirmed. So this one kind of sounds like a bit of a repeat for me, unfortunately, with the other ones we've seen in the past years, but just in 3D. So really not too much to that one in my opinion. I wouldn't I really don't think we would need a sequel or a reimagining to this one. I'm gonna go yeah, on I'm gonna a limb. 
Well, we talk over each other. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it seems I'm kind of in the same same mindset as Jamie on that one. Yeah. Okay. Sounds well, I'm cool, gonna. But... I'm I'm gonna go out on a hot take limb because this is what I like to do on this podcast and say <laughs> I don't like 3D anything. Really? Um, so no, please. I, I, the story would be okay, but as long as it's not 3D, I hate 3D. I hate 3D movies. I hate 3D in general. I don't like walking around with 3D glasses on. Um, so no, I don't particularly enjoy that. But mm-hmm. that that I mean that's just an effect. I can do without the effect if they bring back the house. If if right. it's minus 3D, that's all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like the 3D in the sense that it's not like it blocks you from what's coming, but it kind of throws off your equilibrium. Yeah, I can see why for some people it enhances. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that's why it would enhance the for. scare. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the next one we have, we have Psycho Through the Mind of Norman Bates. So it says, like the previous year, Universal decided to put 200 houses in Stage 22, blah, blah, blah. Psycho Through the Mind of Norman Bates was located inside this soundstage along with Insanity. Description was, experience the chillingly violent images that torment Norman's soul. For heaven's sake, don't go in the shower. As for the experience, the walkthrough started in the sparsely decorated reception for the Fairy Vale Sanitarium, consisting of a receptionist sitting by the computer at her desk at her desk next to a filing cabinet and a notice board. The line for the Insanity Haunted House also went through this room, though it would go through a different exit of this room. Um, really doesn't have too many um, descriptions of what was in the house, but it had a room known as the sharp memories in concept art was filled with many oversized spinning and reflective knives mirrors hanging down from the ceiling they had a room called mother's closet with long racks covered in copies of norman's mother's dresses with rocking chairs and more dresses floating in the air zombified versions of norman's mother emerged from among the dresses um, they had one called the Carnage Room. Guests would enter a corridor with a shower curtain obscuring the knife wielding Norman on one side of the water on one side and a waterfall on the other. The Norma zombies returned in this room, jumping out with knives from behind the waterfall. The final room was foggy and filled with large blood-soaked shower curtains with Marion Crane's corpse on the floor. There was also reportedly a bungee scare in this house in which a scare actor would attack guests from above, only to get pulled back by a bungee cord and disappear. So what are you guys thinking on this one? A little, we had the psycho maze before, but I guess it's like, this is their reimagination of it already. Yeah. And I think, I forget what year psych, the psycho remake came out. I don't know if this is like kind of around the same times when that came out. So were they yeah. trying to reimagine the house the same it way says, that the movie was reimagining the psycho. Yeah. But I mean, I think from, from my opinion, I would I would I, again I want to I want a psycho house but I want a classic black and white like give exactly. me the original I don't yeah, none of this the psycho remake shit. was ninety eight yeah right. I was gonna say okay, so it's right around the same time then this one was based on the um, nineteen sixty psycho though yeah which but, I thought was like, interesting uh, well, either sort way of like Halloween Kills came out but they did a Halloween based house yeah like, off right, profiting right. off the name I guess oh so. I got you I see what you're saying yeah. Yeah, this I don't even know Vince Vaughn named Norman Bates <laughs> in my life. Right. But yeah, I kind of agree. We had already talked about the other Psycho House earlier on. If if I was to want to see one there, I would want it to be the original, original, 
original essentially based off of. All right. Yeah, I'm good with leaving this um, and picking up where we kind of started this episode is bringing back a uh, just a psycho house. Yeah. Up to today's standards. Oh, sorry. I had to go back on here and look real quick. My looking at the computer screen is killing my eyes. <laughs> All right, so our last house for this year is going to be titled Insanity. So this was the one that they were talking about in the previous house that was attached to the Psycho Q. So a little bit of a description on this one. (laughs) Revenge-crazed inmates are running the asylum. Only the insane dare to enter the grim and dank wards of the Fairville Sanitarium, where some of the world's most disturbed madmen reside. This house took place in Fairville Fairville Sanitarium, which means that it could possibly tie into the Psycho franchise as well. The house was designed to make guests understand how it felt to be insane. Interesting concept. According to one account, guests were taken through what have may have been this house in groups of 15 or 20 instead of the usual constant line. In the first room, guests would enter the sparsely decorated reception of the Fairville Sanitarium, consisting of a receptionist sitting at a computer desk next to the filing cabinet, which seems like this was the part that they walked through that was the same as the Psycho House, because I had read that before. Um, going into the next room labeled the door, the doors were shut and the lights were turned off, leaving guests in pitch black darkness. A wolf or dog started to growl in the background and a round fuzzy thing was run along and around the guests' legs. After a short while, the doors opened again. Reportedly, this effect was rarely done as it held up the line for too long. Um... Guests would then enter the guard stations, which had a guard on elevated platform. After that, guests were forced to choose between two mirrored corridors in a scene called General Pop. If they took too long to decide, a scare actor would jump out and decide for them. After the line merged, guests would enter the hanging room, which is most likely the room that had the isolation scene. This scene contained numerous twitching body bags suspended from the ceiling with a shape suggesting that they contain hanged bodies. Among these were a tattooed scare actor wielding a jagged knife and another scare actor with an axe. So this one actually sounds, but like I had mentioned before, this sounds really interactive, which I kind of like and I think is kind of fun. What did you guys think? I keep thinking of Hellblock Horror. <laughs> Really? Just in the aspect of it being in, in the like in asylum, asylum yeah. kind of deal, like general pop. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's just maybe I just like um, it. Does, I don't know. <laughs> it does have a different story. Um, I could see this being remade. Um, I could too. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if I'd actually leave it or do a sequel, but I could see an insanity remake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the bones, I think, of a decent story. Right. I just don't think it's fully fleshed out mm-hmm. yet i like the scene of sh- of twitching body bags yeah <laughs> i just it gives me cool. it get, that gives me images in my head mm-hmm. and i would like to see that up close so yeah sure let's remake this one i'd like to see this remade as well all right now up to our last last event hhn 10 mm. i'm really excited that i get to talk you got about a this. good one so this is the first year that we get our famous icon. The man himself. Halloween Horror Nights 10, Not Afraid of the Dark, You Don't Know Jack. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a play on the game show. You Don't Know Jack or the game yeah, right. that came out right around that time. But 
uh, this is when we first get our our good old boy Jack the Clown. This is his first event, right? Mm -hmm. am, I, am, I wrong? Am, I, am I not crazy here? I'm pretty um, sure this is it. Yep. It is. Yep. So we've got five houses in this event, uh, a number of other, a number of stuff, and a show called Jacked Up with Jack <laughs> himself. Um, but I'm kind of excited that I get to talk about this. Yeah. Not because there's a house called Universal Classic Monster Mania, but you know, yeah. besides the point, it seems like these are pretty, pretty, pretty fun. So yes, we'll start with that one, the uh, Universal Classic Monster Mania, which was at the Earthquake queue, which shared the same queue with another house, uh, Dark Torment. Um, this one is basically uh, Universal have been putting on, I think, according to this here for the past five years, I don't know how many it's, we've talked about so far, but Universal had houses based on the Universal Classic Monsters. Um, and this for this particular year, since it was a uh, anniversary year, the 10th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights, they decided to buff up the classic monsters and making them or make them more horrifying um, than they had been used previously. So uh, they described it kind of like, you know, experience quote unquote real terror as classic movie monsters are transformed into hideously gruesome and grotesque abominations. Huh. So this sounds amazing. Um, some reports seem to imply that many of these scenes in this house were black and white, um, oh. which again tells me that you could do it. So bring back a psycho house. Uh there was Dracula in, or there was a Dracula room that took place in his castle, and he would come out with a large sharp with large sharp fangs and a bat head. <laughs> uh, another room featured giant Frankenstein's monster strapped to a table in Frankenstein's laboratory. Uh, a graveyard with a hand coming out of a grave, a crypt with many coffins, and a hand reaching out of one of them. A creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, appeared in a woody swampy type area the wolfman nice. appeared as a giant ripped wolf in this house according to this the, according to this and it's linked to something this is a scene with a floating mummy heads so it sounds like it's like a universal monsters house but like tried tried to have been done like in a in a, in a different way like not just your classic scenes from the mm -hmm. classic 30s movies like hey we're gonna like make these guys buff like like meteor and more scary ish yeah I, I don't know i don't know again there's not, not a whole lot of information here about what this was but it sounds like they tried to like make a universal monsters house for a new audience they just knew that like 15 years down the road seamus is going to be bitching and moaning about these stupid houses <laughs> every year uh and they wanted to make one that made these people happy but i, I don't know i mean it sounds like another universal monsters house but just like amped up like the, like yeah it's like how they like tried to remake all of these different movies in the 90s and make mm -hmm. them like for contemporary audiences that's what it sounds like um sure you're gonna do a universal monsters house anyways give me a more grotesque gory version of that mm -hmm. I'd, be, I'd be okay with it i mean it might be something different than what we normally get with these houses so sure why not find a way to make this happen yeah it's interesting it's it's it sounds there's like zero information. Twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like there's any information on it, regardless. So it's mm. I, these don't excite me. Sorry, everybody. Like no. I don't know right. what to tell you. This like, one. It, yeah. just, it just doesn't sound like you know. It just doesn't sound interesting. Like oh, another Universal Monsters house with Universal Monsters. Yeah, mm. you remember these movies, right? No, I don't because I'm not ninety. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry. No, I agree too. It doesn't really, 
even though I love my monsters, it do, I, I do like that they put a different spin on it, trying to make them more morbid and grotesque, whatever, all amped up and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but still kind of the usual thing. We're normally going to get a monster's house, so it's not like we wouldn't have a chance to see these again. Yeah. So let's move on to the other house in this queue, in the earthquake queue. Um, and this one sounds fucking batshit crazy, and I'm I'm here for it. So <laughs> this one, you actually had to ride earthquake to go through this oh, house. I was, I was reading about this one. Yeah. So this one's called Dark Torment. Um, it was located in the earthquake queue. You had to ride the ride to actually get on it. Um, after the ride ended, Jack the Clown, our boy. Ends up, it shows up on a TV, um, basically telling everybody, "Hey, uh, you died, and now you're going to hell." So congratulations. <laughs> um, so the description of this is: After riding Earthquake, you'll descend into the labyrinth of a nightmarish underworld where hordes of evil demons torment you at every turn. Uh, yes, please. Uh, the entrance of obviously considered, you know, of some sort of, you know, big banner bearing, you know, mm-hmm. banner bearing the house's logo um, under a big large skull. Uh, the house is unique as the guests actually had to ride the ride to enter. So all y'all who don't like riding rides, uh, you mm-hmm. had to ride a ride to actually get into this house. They would never do that these days, but you know, it'd be kind of funny. Um, again, this is all uh, like firsthand accounts, but guests allegedly entered the house through a graveyard, symbolizing their descent into their graves because you died. According to Jack, uh, one room in the house was a chamber where the guests entered by twisting themselves through some, a skew eight foot tall iron gates Uh, and inside this chamber was a large number of dummies portraying tortured souls strobe lights giving the illusion that the bodies were moving Uh, among the dummies were two scare actors portraying tortured souls with milky white eyes and sewn shut mouths they carried their rip out they carried their ripped out tongues in their hands awesome uh, as the guests passed through the room, these two broke free from their restraints and shook the tongues, <laughs> shook their tongues at the guests. Uh, a later chamber contained seven tall robed figures with the names of seven deadly sins written over their faces, standing at the standing on a platform. The figure representing envy would attack the guests and swipe at them with a ceremonial dagger. After this, guests went under seven rooms, each representing a deadly sin, which contained people being tortured in ways representing their sins. Um, so yeah, this sounds insane. Um, the seven deadly sins is a very, very well-known story. Very common story. Obviously in the movie seven, it is very much portrayed. It sounds like that. It sounds like a movie seven house. Um, minus the fact that you're actually in hell. Um, I don't really know what else to, how else to describe this house other than it sounds nuts. Sounds really uh, there cool. obviously isn't an earthquake ride anymore. So you wouldn't be able to do the whole ride the ride and tell everybody they've died because of they were, mm-hmm. because they rode the ride. Um, but I'm sure there's some way you could work in, you know, maybe that idea into the, the mum- opening facade do the mummy. or whatever. <laughs> the yeah. Mummy. Ride yeah, the mummy, I guess. Um, but e- even if like, you're not going to have people ride rides, before a house, which would make sense not to do that. But there's a way you can kind of turn that idea of, hey, you went through this particular facade. You are now dead. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You're in hell. I think there's a way to do that mm-hmm. um, and then kind of do another seven deadly sins type house. I think we it's been a while since they've done it. I know that we'll, we'll get to it in future years, but there was a seven house or a seven deadly sins house at some point. So mm-hmm. do we want to do that again? I, I guess for some people, maybe not, but. I don't know. This actually sounds 
pretty nuts and pretty unique. So I'd be cool with it. Plus, you could see some dude throwing a rubber tongue in your face. <laughs> That's cool, right? No, this honestly. I do like that. Really cool. Um, I did see that the house supposedly began where the last scene of Doomsday from the previous year was. So it was like you entered your grave at Doomsday, and then oh. it ah. sort of tried to coincide to this one. So it was kind of a cool connection between the two, I guess. That is cool. Um. I like it. I like the aspects of this house. Where I mean, I just like the aspect of it. A being Jack's first like house appearance. Yep. I like it being the whole ride aspect of it. I'd be cool with like, I mean, sequel or remake. That's kind of the question for me. I feel like in this sense, you would have to do a remake only because you probably wouldn't be able to do it through a ride. But how I'm thinking that it would be cool is that the first room that you would walk into, they would kind of do it like how when you go on Men in Black and you're in the fake elevator and it kind of shakes you around, whatever, all that kind of stuff makes it look like you're going up in the flights and stuff like that. But essentially, I'm picturing like one of those dark, like mine shaft like elevators that like descent you into hell. But on like the walls, they could have like film projections making it look like you're going down into hell and stuff like that. So I think that could be interesting if they did it like that to take out the ride part that you wouldn't be able to do to begin with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I no, it's okay. I was it. trying to think too. Um, no, you're fine. Yeah, I heard nobody talking, but. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think I'll just reiterate everything you guys just said. I think it would be kind of cool to, to see a remake, a remake of this just because I think the story is kind of insane. And yeah, I, I, mean, I just it just seems like there's a lot they can do with it. So mm -hmm. I agree. All right. So one of the next one, uh, this one's called The Fear House. Um, so now with a completely original icon for Horror Nights 10. Uh, they decided to build a house based on his backstory. However, this house was actually not centered, centered around Jack himself, but centered around somebody named Dr. Oddfellow, which apparently is Jack's nemesis. Uh, and he built an evil fun house called the Fear House containing insane clowns. Or would you say an insane clown posse, potentially? Posse. <laughs> uh, which where the uh, this fun house was apparently set. Um, it was in the New York area. And the description of it was to try and make your way through a carnival where mirrored hallways, darkened corridors, and hideous creatures make your escape unlikely. Uh, it's basically like a fun house type house. Seems like you're walking through a haunted fun house. Um, I guess this was the house was the first house to open at the event. Um, I don't know what that means. If it, maybe they opened this house first to people and you could wait in line for this one first and then everything would open up afterwards. I don't know, really know what they mean by that. But according to, again, this linked, there was a holding room where the lights would turn off. After that, cat paws would scratch at the guest's feet and they would move <laughs> on with the house. Uh, I don't know who writes these descriptions, but they're very not detailed. This house is very <laughs> disorienting and featured a wide variety of clowns. Uh, many mirrors were featured in this house and reportedly the house consisted of Dr. Oddfellow and many of his clown minions, his clown posse. Uh, the house was also said to feature many of Oddfellow's torture devices. One room featured a clown swinging on a star from above. Another room had a bunch of Jack in the boxes with the whispers of children playing through speakers. Um, basically sounds a fun house full of, uh, it sounds like a fun house full of clowns. So if you imagine like a fun house, you're going to have a whole bunch of random rooms with warped mirrors and different things going on um just to kind of disorient you and then you know 
weapon wielding psycho clowns, which again, like sure. Fun houses are cool. Evil clowns are cool, but how much can you really get out of this? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had so much Jack over the years that like, mm-hmm. is it really worth bringing in like a remake or a sequel to this particular um, house from his past? I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe you guys have a different opinion or not, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to this that I, I think warrants like a revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm okay with letting this one go. I agree. I've seen the we've seen the funhouse kind of feel aspect done a couple times, so and and I just think the way that this one was done, I don't know if there's as much of a story there to Right. Yeah, you know, I, I think another one down the line at some point we'll do it better and we can I, Exactly. We'll have a better discussion on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, um, we will go to our soundstage 22 houses. Um, this is another one of those ones where it was kind of like set up with two different houses in the same soundstage with two different cues. The first one is called Anxiety in 3D. So, Jamie, here's another 3D house for you. Uh, <laughs> house would be this one. Actually, this one's tied in specifically with Jack. Um, he creates a malfunctioning video game that plays on the primal fears of humans. Uh, which is obviously the setting for this. Uh, basically, the description was enter the 3D virtual reality of the house that Jack built and find yourself trapped in a malfunctioning 3D video game. So it sounds like a 3D house built on mm-hmm. the trope of a living video game. Um, obviously, total chaos and anxiety were two different paths that kind of, I think, fit the same theme somewhat, but are different are different in different houses entirely. Um, the house took place in a video game that Jack had made to make people experience many different things and invoke their fears. Uh, there was rooms featuring spiders and rats and heights and confined spaces. So the idea was like, I think to play on specific phobias, which is interesting. Um, it sounds a little corny, I guess mm-hmm. like, Oh, here's a room full of spiders, which would is <laughs> a room full of rats that would not freak me out. Um, but the idea of like heights, so maybe like making a room where it seems like you're really high up on something mm-hmm. or, you know, make it seem like it's a really confined space um, and play on those phobias, I think is a really interesting idea. Um, they had one with like the revolving tunnel, which seemed, I guess, made an appearance in this house, an eyeball room, which I guess it was featured in the previous Psycho Through the Mind of Norman Bates house. Um, which was a room covered in, in eyeballs. Uh, it, it, again, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of detail to this, but but the idea of making a house and building all the rooms specific to specific to common phobias, I think, is mm-hmm. a is a is a pretty cool idea. And they kind of played on that a little bit with bugs this year, or this past year, where people that had a really big phobia of just of creepy crawlies like like me. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't handle that house very well because it was like it 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 played on that not just like hey here's a jump scare hey here's a jump scare and like mm-hmm. yeah it's scary but shocking more so startling than anything else mm-hmm. and i the idea of playing on somebody's real just deep seated fear of something specific i think is interesting because like that that's a different type of fear like mm-hmm. that's a fear that makes you kind of want to just crawl up in a ball and not and not not move 
I think that would, that's really interesting. So maybe with like the level of effects that they can achieve now, could you do this type of house and pull on different fears and make it more effective? I guess is I guess is where mm-hmm. I'm going with it. So I think that's a cool idea. Um, not necessarily has to be based around Jack or a video game or whatever, right. but you could find a way to like just tie in a story and say, "Here's a bunch of phobias, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make you kind of squirm and and struggle to get through this one." I like the um, idea of remaking this almost as like a video game VRE like test your limits phobia style house. I, I think that that's cool. I think you're right in saying leave Jack out of this. But I'd be okay with remaking this, or, or I guess you could call it a sequel, and like kind of just bring it up to speed with where technology is at today mm-hmm. and nowadays. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I think it would be. I I don't know if I would see it as a sequel, but more as a reimagining, only in the sense that of maybe they could use like different phobias and stuff like that, or maybe they can play them out well. But I do really like how you guys are both saying to the like video game VR like aspect and stuff like that. I know we've talked about it with an arcade, how we would love to see that like kind of retro video game style house. So I would like it if they did do if they did do a reimagining of it, maybe have more of that like video game aspect to it mixed in with the anxieties and phobias and fears and stuff like that. So I could see this being a reimagined house. Yeah, I I I think from just I think for me I would rather have it like do a phobia house or do a video game house. Don't mix the two together again. But mm-hmm. I mean, I can see why they could find a way to do it. It's a, right. it's a decent excuse to have people experience their phobias. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a video yeah. game that right. hey, this is a level where you're fighting big gigantic rats. Right. Like, I understand that. I get that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm. I, I think this is one that I think that you could find a way to bring it back. I just don't understand where the 3D came in hand, like came, came into play. <laughs> right. yeah, I can it, leave 3D out. in 3D, but none of that explained to me how the mm-hmm. 3D happened. Um, so I don't really know how that works. But otherwise, I like the idea of just like, hey, this is this is going to make you feel like you feel a ton of anxiety because yeah. this is what you're actually afraid of. As if I don't have enough anxiety already. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then finally, our last house of this event was Total Chaos, which is also in this soundstage 22, uh, the other queue for this particular area. Um, and this one was a sci-fi house, like specifically straight up just like sci-fi, um, aliens Ooh. and space, space themes. Uh, and it was also the most famous house to feature a slide, whatever whatever that means. <laughs> apparently, apparently, you took an actual slide in this. What? House. Um, the description is: wander through a top secret underground military base where captured aliens are on the loose and thirsting for blood. So essentially, the story is simply that it was an Area Fifty One type house with mm-hmm. escaped aliens, and you were kind of experiencing mm-hmm. that. Now, the concept, I can kind of read you the concept of it. So basically, you're traveling through an abandoned space station or a space fortress, is what they say, uh, where the darkness is alive and thirsting for human blood. Um, You are a survivor that is forced to evacuate through the futuristic setting that is set up in this house. Uh, An alarm blares out its warning as you are clustered together in a group of eight, moving quickly through a turbo shaft elevator. Uh, The lift rises eight feet. The lift rises eight feet in the air and the opposite doors open a mirrored abyss spreads out in front of you. The only way across is an unstable suspension bridge. 
Uh, you step out onto the wire where a body falls through the air and below into the darkness of the abyss. The elevator doors have closed and there is no turning back. Uh, we force ourselves to cautiously move forward into the unknown surroundings through the fog encased pathways, down slides, and through disorienting lights huh. to deafening down to safety. Um, so this sounds like an unbelievably unsafe, never going to happen again type. Oh, of no, definitely <laughs> not. Elevators and down slides and through mirrors and jumping off of shit and the sound <laughs> blaring. And, um, <laughs> although it sounds absurd and I would totally be down for it. Uh, this is never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine Universal would ever do anything like this again. Unfortunately. Uh, it was the only thing I could. Yeah. The only thing I could say was maybe remake this as a separate paid thing that could be running all day or something but even still i think there's a lot of liabilities there yeah i i, I, I agree I, there's again very little description <laughs> as to what this house was other than it was like an alien area 51 independence type type house but slides and it sounds like you actually went up an elevator maybe and like were above like suspended like a certain feet a number of feet in the air on some mm-hmm. platform or whatever and you take a slide down it's i think there's just too much going on here for this to ever happen again um yeah but it does sound quite insane so if anybody's like listening that actually did this house yeah let us know what this was like because i'm actually super interested i want to know what this house was all about mm-hmm. and I'm, i don't know if there's any videos of it or anything like that anywhere yeah, I'm definitely going to look it up later because I would love to see what this – I don't think back then they were able to take – I don't think they had media night and stuff like that. I'm not sure. But I could only imagine the early 2000 slide that they had in that house. People were probably zooming through that thing and just going all over the place. And I think it would be so funny, honestly, because you know it definitely wasn't safe and it'll never happen again. But like I've mentioned numerous times before about the interactive parts of the house, that could be really cool. But – Unfortunately, I don't see this coming back again, and I don't really, I couldn't really see it being reimagined or a sequel, in my opinion. I like the sci-fi theme, but aliens and stuff like that kind of really aren't my thing, per se, so I wouldn't be super hyped up for a reimagining or a sequel of this, unless it did include those interactive parts. Yeah, I I think this one's staying where it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're ever yeah. getting any sniff of this ever mm-hmm. again. Agreed. Wow. A decade worth of houses. That was a long one. It's oh, This is a long one. It's a little mm-hmm. over two hours right now. So mm-hmm. thanks for sticking with us for this yeah. one. Oh, That's why we decided that when we do this next version, we're doing in five-year segments. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it really catches up towards these these tail ends when we start getting more houses to discuss. But mm-hmm. before we sign off, did anybody have any horror movie of the week? Did anybody watch anything interesting? I did. I feel like I'm always watching shit, honestly. But um, as I was saying that I just didn't really, not really, aliens aren't really my big thing. I did just watch on Shudder, Kids vs. Aliens, which was kind of more of a cheesy b-horror movie kind of thing which is right up my alley honestly it was definitely a little bit more low budget and stuff like that but honestly the acting from the kids in the movie were pretty good for what it was and the storyline was pretty good it was pretty fun there was a couple um how do you in the end credits there was extra scenes in the end credits post credits there you go so make sure if you do watch it make sure you watch the post credits because there is a little 
couple hidden things in there which are pretty fun too and i really think made the whole ending of it for me so kids versus aliens on shutter is what i watched this week nice i'm a creature of habit i typically watch the same movies over and over so i did watch a couple movies this week i watched the exorcist which was fun to kind of tap into the original again Mm -hmm. it's been a while since i actually sat down and watched it and realized just how ridiculously insane it was um and thanks to the folks over at pod mortem that put out their five hour episode covering zodiac (laughs) i had to pop it on last night so got to dive into the old david fincher zodiac well which is Mm -hmm. not necessarily a horror but it's that really intense thriller i mean props to anyone that will talk about that movie for five hours holy shit Uh, i don't know if i have time in the day i mean granted i'll maybe i'll break it up into pieces and listen to that podcast episode but Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. Good movie. Definitely a good movie. Um, and in all honesty, if you haven't watched Zodiac, you should definitely take the time to sit down and watch it. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. coming back from the shit he had gone through mm-hmm. doing like Iron Man. And, you know, I think this movie was before Iron Man, wasn't it? I believe so. I think yes. it was before he had Iron Man. So it was like him kind of coming back from the problems that he had dealt with and kind of getting back into acting. It's a great movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, great, you know, interesting story, mm-hmm. you know, unsolved murder type stuff. So if you're into like the true crime shit, which I know most of you are, um, Zodiac is a pretty good, pretty good film. Yeah. And I was just looking too, Nick, because I was like, David Fincher, why does that sound f- so familiar? Something it's we're fun. just watching. He, Yeah, that's fun. That he also did. Which one? Uh, seven. He did seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah. I think he did Fight Club, didn't Fight he? Club. Yep, yep, Fight Club's popping up on here. Pretty cool. He's done yeah, a lot he of stuff. He also did Social Network, Gone uh-huh. Girl. He's got a bunch yes. of good stuff. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, he's 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 an all-timer. Mm-hmm. Panic Room. Yep. Yeah, he's he's got a lot he of is, stuff under his belt. He is. He's one of those directors where you watch his movies and you go, he's got a distinct style. Yes. So you know... Yes what you're watching you know when you watch a fincher movie you're watching a fincher movie and that's seven what it was his most famous yeah that's what i was saying because i was like i feel like seven and zodiac kind of had the same vibe to it and i was like oh well that makes more sense definitely then. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just sure. they're just dirty movies mm-hmm. they just feel gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's always raining every movie he ever it's- makes it's always raining <laughs> always raining in unnamed cities just mm-hmm. like seven <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was a lot. So no, we will be back episode. next week. <laughs> we will be back next week. Um, we're kind of in that weird phase of just kind of waiting for stuff to drop. It mm-hmm. feels like at any point we're going to get some sort of announcement. Um, I really like the way oh, this but. episode went. So maybe we'll just continue on into the further years. And until we get an announcement, that's kind of what we'll be discussing along with our random speculative discussions. Give us more um, scuttlebutt. If- more scuttlebutt. If you did not get enough of us from this episode and you did not listen to the draft episode that we just recorded, um, head over to the RIP Tours podcast. We just did the draft from hell episode with them, HHN365, Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and it was a blast. So head over to their page. Give that episode a listen. But until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. This is Jamie. Happy haunts. It's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one gets scared. <laughs>
stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad